Welcome to my wild and free Wednesday night vibranters. So excited to be here with you all tonight with our very, very good friend, Lindsay from Rogueways. So good. <laughs> I have a lot of friends in the chat already. What's up, Snake Jones, breaking your internet fast to talk about rabbits and chickens and the horniest billy goats in Missouri, apparently. Cool. <laughs> Can't wait to meet all your furry friends and feathered friends later in the month. That's going to be amazing. And I see Dakota in the chat, who is a big fan of Lindsay's. I met Dakota today, which was really cool. We had a heart-to-heart about music festivals. And, you know, remember that conversation we did about the psychedelic vampires thing? I do, yeah. I think, yeah, that was a that was a good one. People should go check it out. A very unique conversation. Yeah, we got to follow up on that with Dakota today. It was pretty cool. And he didn't know that you're going to be on Vibrant tonight. So it was like, ah, good timing. That's <laughs> yeah, right. Dakota, Dakota is awesome. Very gifted as well. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I can't wait to see what he gets up to when he starts his own podcast. Also see Kabir in the chat. What's up, Kabir? Yuliana, Davin, Jenny B, Matt Jones. Happy to see everyone here. Sound off in the chat. Love you all. Hi, Love you all. All those, yeah. names, all those names I know and love. I know. It's amazing how much overlap there is in our communities. Actually, it's just really when I got connected with you, I got a lot better of a community. So <laughs> <laughs> It's weird. I, I attract the best people. It's not weird. It's just awesome for me because I attract the best people and like no trolls almost ever. I've had like two trolls in three and a half years. I think that's amazing in itself. Like there, there should be more than that, but I'm glad. I'm glad there's not. Your vibe attracts um, your tribe. I don't get trolls either. It's pretty awesome. I think they come to try to troll and then they like get interested in what we're talking about. And then they realize everyone there is like pretty real and they probably become a member of the community. They're like, oh, actually, because I think trolls are after insincerity, you know, and and um, that's at least when, as a teacher. That's who my trolls always were. The kids who are like, I see through this bullshit. And I'm like, yeah, good. You do. I love your trolling. Keep doing that. And they were like, wait, what? Um, but you know people don't like hypocrisy people don't like things that aren't real so I think trolls are the same and they're coming from the same sort of cut as the kids in the classroom who like to poke holes in things so I can I can vibe with that that actually makes a lot of sense Uh, you know love the trolls (laughs) we're here to love the unlovable and trolls are far from the hardest to love part of the reality so (laughs) they're often the smartest too it's just like um comedians you know you have to be able to see things from multiple angles at once in order to find the holes and in order to make the jokes that are actually funny and i feel like most trolls are pretty intelligent some of them really are just little shitheads that are just saying like curse words because it's fun or whatever so there's some of those too you know what i gotta i gotta throw out there i'm really proud of my peeps for being on rockfin more than youtube right now there's way more people over on rockfin so if you're interested in checking out the Probably more lady chat that's going on over there and will be for the rest of the episode. You know what it is, rockfin.com forward slash universe, and you'll see us live there. And if you're on Rockfin and you're a supporter of Chances or my own or any of the other channels there, um, then you get access to the Forbidden Knowledge News Conference that starts this Friday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And it's going to be all sorts of cool speakers, myself included on Saturday at some time in the day, <laughs> I'll be talking about psychopathy and you get all of it for free. If you're a supporter on Rockfin, it'll just be streaming a premium. I'm at 4 p.m. Mountain on Saturday on the Forbidden Knowledge News Network. That is cool. Very cool. Yeah. I hadn't heard of that yet. That. So good for me. 
Yeah, you should come no. come check it out. There's gonna be there's so many really good people. Charlie Robinson, X Cube 420, uh, Corey Hughes, all of the uh, Day Zero people, basically, and more people who I don't even know yet, of course. And and so it's gonna be really cool. All three days. I love it, and I gotta say, awesome to hear from Shannon in the chat. Painting while listening—that's always a good call. Nice. Getting to start on the flow state early. Yes. I made my I made my orgon earlier today, so I got my art in. You know what? <laughs> Johnny, your guy, he just DM'd me about the, my offer to bring him in here with us. And he said, gross. I talk gross. to her all the time. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I don't want to spend more time with her. No, it's actually funny because we've both been um, a lot busier than we have been for the past few years that we've been living together. Uh, and so we don't spend as much time together and it's, and we're both like cranky about it. We're like getting cranky at each other. And we're like, that's pretty cool. Actually, it's pretty cool that we're spending less time together and that we're mad about it. Um, I think a lot of couples are the opposite way around. You know, they never spent much time together. Then this whole shenanigans came and they had to spend so much more time together for the past two years. And that made them cranky. They were upset about it. We're like the opposite. Like, can we go back to spending more time together? 24 hours a day isn't enough. That's a good sign. It's a good That's sign. A good sign. <laughs> yeah. You're both really fun to hang out with. So Aww. I get it. You so are what's too. keeping you so busy? Do you want to give us a rundown on some new stuff going on or yeah. updates on things that have been going on? Well, um, part of it, as I think both your audience and my audience knows, is Brown's gas. It's the aqua cure. Like I just have my energy back. And I I'm some people are like, you're like a machine, you're like a cog, like a wind-up toy that just never has the wind-up go back down again. And and like that's how I've been my whole life. I'm super high energy. I have a billion things I like to do. It's not stress. It's just like I just like doing things. And so I'm constantly doing them. And for many years now I've been the opposite. And I haven't been doing much things at all. And I've been getting slower and slower with less and less energy. Uh and so uh since doing the aqua cure and also having my um intrinsic data field broadcaster chio on my neck all day every day that is literally broadcasting radionics frequencies that are tuned just to me i have my energy back again i'm like healing and it's amazing so uh, i can do all the things now and i've been doing a ton of uh, spiritual support work and healings for people i've been doing healing ceremonies and sessions i've been doing readings tarot readings I've been doing guidance sessions. I'm doing more, um, I guess, clairvoyant type readings for people now, which is a, a newer thing. I have I don't offer it on its own yet, but it, it will be soon um, because that's getting clearer and clearer as well. And so a lot of spiritual support work. And then, of course, I do Brighter You, which we just finished a six-week course. Um, some people in the chat may want to out themselves as Brighter You grads if they like it. Um, I don't like to out other people, but it's amazing. All the people who are in Brighter You all six weeks are just learning and learning and growing and growing and opening their spiritual channels and finding spiritual skills they didn't know they had and, you know, remote viewing and psychic sites of experiences and all these things, giving people blessings and healings themselves. And by the end, they're like, oh, my God, I didn't know. I didn't know I could do these things. <laughs> and I'm like, that's what Brighter You is. So that's been really exciting. We just ended that I'm taking a few week break. We're going to start another Brighter You six week session on April 6th, I want to say. Let me look. April 6th is the first uh, day. It's every Wednesday for six weeks. 
And so I've been doing that. I've been making tons of Orgone. I'm about to do two different conferences, not conferences, but conventions. Uh, so I'll have like a little booth. I'll sell my books. I'll have my Orgone. I'll have all my uh, healings that I offer. And Johnny's going to have some of his art there as well, meditative art. And uh, yes, awesome. There's one of the books right now. Um, and I also just finished my sixth book which was a channeled book. It's very short. It's 80 pages. I like to highlight that because I know some people are like, oh, I hate reading. Um, you don't have to hate reading <laughs> when you, the book is this short. And it's channeled and it's very, you know, my last book, All Endings or Beginnings, was a channeled book as well. Uh, it's a little different though because it's a sort of oracle. You know, you can flip to any page and have an answer there for you in response to your questions or just a thought for the day or however you want to use that. And this one is much more of a, a text. <laughs> it's Your last one, the all endings are beginnings. Gordy busted out all the time at the end of Weaving Spiders episodes, and it <laughs> never, it never fails to encapsulate what we just went through in like a four or five hour session. I'm not surprised anymore because I hear this all the time from people who buy it. They'll write me and they'll be like, "Oh my god, listen! Here was the question. Here was the answer." And I'm like, every time it's like too perfect. So I, but that's what you get. I think when things are genuinely channeled, I don't. It's beyond us, you know, like you couldn't do this if you tried, but here it is. And this newer book is exactly like that. There's, it's called the key of transformational healing. And there's things in it that I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what that really is. I'm, I'm figuring it out with everybody else who's reading it. So uh, it's a pretty cool book. It's very nice. And Johnny, of course, did the cover art, which is really beautiful. So if anybody wants to go check that out, it's available on Amazon right now. Um, I don't have copies yet because it takes them a long time for some reason. Someone just got their first copy that I know of today. Um, the phys first physical copy. But if you want to, you can get it from Amazon right now. You can wait until I have some and get it from me with an inscription. Or you can also download it from my site digitally if you like to do e-reading. I love it, man. That's what I've been up to. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff in there that we awesome. could dive into more. We'll see. But first yeah. of all, i got to ask. Would you call my mom and tell her about the Browns gas? <laughs> just tell her exactly what you just told me. Maybe elaborate some more because I tried for weeks after I had George on to get my mom or my dad or maybe both of them to watch at least enough of the interview to get to the point where he talks about what Browns gas can do. And for whatever reason, I sat down with her and made her watch like 20 minutes of it with me. And then we got busy and I was like, okay. Here it is. It's open. Come back to it later. Thank you, please. And instead, what she did was send it to her business partner, who's like a really mechanic, like inclined guy. And he heard George talking about fuel saver inventions and he immediately shut it off and called my mom. And he's like, this guy's a scam artist. Nobody's ever invented anything that could ever save fuel economy in any way, shape or form. Otherwise, everyone would be doing it. So everything else he has to say must be a scam. And that's that. where my mom is at with the uh, the idea of getting an aqua cure. So, but will I, you call her, please? Yeah, <laughs> She's would, on Telegram. Uh, really? Wow. A little your bit. Mom, your mom's savvy. Oh, I don't yeah. know. I, that's my main thing too. Is I was like, I want my mom to have this. I want my mom to live forever. Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know if you and George got into the. He told me afterwards about the mouse the mouse studies of a thirty to fifty percent life extension. Did you guys talk about that? Yeah, yeah, he definitely touched on that. I like we we didn't hit on it on the show, and I'm like, okay, well, next time you're coming back, we'll make sure to highlight that because um, I don't want to live forever at all. I don't even really, I'm not even really sure I want to live as long as psychics tell me I'm going to live. Like 97 is a long 
long time. Oh, you'll find plenty to do. It's, yeah, it's good. <laughs> the life is huge. Well, and now I mean, forever is forever. That's too much. But that's too much. Well, that, we, that, we'd that, love to have you around probably, that long. Thank you. <laughs> this is why. This is probably why I make it to ninety-seven. Is probably because of Aquacure. That's what I'm saying now. Man, so like when you get to that year, you're just gonna be like, "All right, it's time to go." I was Peace. told. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Any psychics out there? Please just don't let me know. I like surprises. Yeah, yeah. I've, I was never going to intentionally find out, but I did a, a psychic reading with Robert Lindsay Milne, who's a good friend now, and he's a super skilled, amazing psychic. I really, it's so funny. My whole life, I've been like, yeah, most of these people are bullshit, and I had my own experiences and my own stuff, but I knew. Uh, I didn't run around telling everyone around about it all the time. So people who did, I'm like, yeah, right, whatever. And a lot of them you can see through and you can tell they're doing cold reading or different things like that. Uh, and then now in the past few years, I've met so many people who have like the real deal, who are like deeply spiritually connected and ac absolutely accurate and just so skilled. And he's one of them. And so now I feel like I'm surrounded by all these people who have all these amazing spiritual skills that are not bullshit. Uh, and he just popped it in there. Yeah. He was just like, yep. And you're going to live to 97. I was like, oh, OK, that's a really, really long time away. <laughs> that's like 56 years away. Am I 41? How old am I? God, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I think I'm 40. Yeah, that's 57 years away. Well, my experience with psychic stuff is just kind of, it's so weird and murky. I don't know if it has to do with my Neptune placement or what, but I just, when I know something, I don't know why I know it, but I've gotten really good at knowing that I do know it. And that's coming from using the tuning forks. I did oh, information yeah. just popping into my head while I'm sweeping around in their field. And at first I really resisted it. And I was like, oh, there's no reason I should know this. And it's probably wrong, but I'm nervous to tell them, but I'm going to just blurt it out there. Like, I think your grandma is telling me this. And then, and then it's like, right every time. So I've learned how to just go with it. And I bring that up because I know that you recently acquired a bigger set of tuning forks. And I was wondering how that's going. Like what, what kind of process are you doing with those? Are you enjoying that? I love it. It's amazing. I, I read um, a book that you suggested by Eileen Day McCusick, and she doesn't go through, she goes through the 174 one, which I already got with that book and like started using for people for general tunings. Um, and so she doesn't go into like the solfeggio or what each fork is for, how to use it or anything, right? So I got this new solfeggio set and I'd already been using the 174 one for general tunings for people. And I started using this just intuitively. I'd just pick up the fork and be like, what do you want to do for this person? And then it, I would just feel and understand what it was doing and then do it. And exactly like you're talking about, you know, I'd receive images or understandings or feelings or whatnot. And I'd watch, you know, stuff released from these people. None of them are near me. They're all around the world. You know, it's not like I'm actually watching them. I'm seeing them from my mind's eye. Uh, and amazing things that, like you said, you just would never have known otherwise. And what's striking to me is that everybody's so different. And it's the same when I do healing ceremonies. It's the same when I do readings. It's the same with everything that People are so, so different in like what they came for, what they think they came for, what they actually came for are different. And then I feel like what they came for and their trust in it is the uh, key factor in how much they get out of it. Because I'll have 
So I was guided to offer 15 minute sessions uh, and also this little three card tarot reading thing, right? And both of them, I'm like, those are not enough. They're too small. I don't even know why I'm offering these to people. <laughs> they're going to get them and they're going to be disappointed they didn't get more and whatever. But I was like, well, I, you know, some people can't afford the other things. And so I'll just do it. I was guided to do it. I trust my guidance. So I did it. And I'm so shocked. Some people will get as much out of a 15 minute tuning session as they do out of the full hour with the Solfeggio set. And I'm like... I can't control that. Like, that's you. You came, your soul was like, all right, let's do this. You know, and the forks were like ready. And I, you know, things were just in line for that to happen. And and then other people come, they're very much untrusting of it. They're not sure about it. They're not really quite ready. Not as much happens, even if you do a full hour with the whole set. And it's just so different. Everybody is so different. Um, but I love it. I love doing it. I love that people can get this huge, incredible release and relief and transformation just from this simple thing. Um, it's amazing. I just have the problem that people ask me like, well, what's going to happen? And I'm like, I mean, we'll find out. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not that kind of psychic. <laughs> I love how you just really tap into the energy of the moment. I feel that that's kind of how I do it, but I have also almost a surgical process that keeps getting more and more Advanced. I wouldn't say like intricate necessarily because it's simple, but it does evolve over time. And yeah. like uh healer to healer, <laughs> have you ever tried out using dowsing rods in healing ceremonies? No, but you uh, mentioned that before. And when you did, I was like, I need some and I didn't ever get any. And wait, don't you sell them? No, I should. They're probably oh, really easy to make. You just need like a copper rod that's bent at 90 degrees so that one is fifth shaped and then a long end and you get some wooden beads. So they need to be something conductive and not like plastic huh. and that the beads are on the handle side and then they can just wave around and how I use it. And this could maybe come in handy for you. It really speeds up the process of figuring out where the things are at because I basically, I just go through each chakra and I'm just like, okay, their body's right here on the table. I start 10 feet away and I walk towards it and I think, I imagine their body being on the table and I think root chakra, root chakra. Maybe I even like sort of chant it. And then when I hit the edge of what size that field is, the forks go whoop or the, the rods just open up and it really does facilitate a quicker diagnostic type of deal. And anybody can use L rods. It's just yeah. your, your body's intelligence is electrically opening and closing the rods as a yes or no that gives you you're talking to yourself and to the other person's body through the ether. It's like so cool. And I realized then later that not only can I use that to figure out like where to start, but also to know how well I did. So now whenever I'm finished, like in one energy center, cause I do like hour long sessions, I just double check my work and I find out whether or not it needs a little more oomph. If it needs more oomph, maybe throw in some affirmations for them to state that relate to the issue that you're getting into or, Maybe I use my voice and tone, the same tone as the forks to like really, boop. but it's fun. Like I really love this path and I encourage everybody to explore the energy healing arts and do it with the full, like almost contractual intention of it's not really up to me. I'm a vessel for higher self and for source to make this happen. And then to also follow up everything you're doing with like super grounding practices, go sit under a tree you know, do what you got to do. That's a whole nother part of it. Maybe we should talk about grounding because we could never talk about energetic hygiene enough. I know. <laughs> even, 
even people go through brighter you and then like a few months later like telling me things and i'm like oh you forgot rule one like, i have to remember <laughs> um yeah grounding is so important now it's also interesting when we're talking about it we we do our tuning for healing so differently like so differently um but that's what i love too about all these things and this is what i like to encourage and in my students or in anybody is like you gotta you gotta just try things and you gotta find your way of doing it because it might not be exactly like anyone else right there was actually a really beautiful part in the key of transformational healing uh that came through that was like you know have teachers have guides have people who inspire you and and follow them or whatever but don't actually follow them like who is your teacher there is no better teacher than the universe there's nothing that knows you there's no one who knows you <laughs> and exactly how you receive energy or give it out again or anything or how you understand things right and this is why i also talk about people are like oh you know this thing means this if you see a bear it means this and i'm like well if i see a bear it's different it actually means something different to me than if chance sees a bear you know in our third eye right that's going to be a different meaning to you maybe it'll be similar it'll be by chance though if it's similar right by chance <laughs> um it'll be most likely something different and then the way it looks, the type of fucking color it has or how thick its fur is or if it's something on its back or what all these different things could be happening that could inform you that like not only does it mean something different to me, but because of how I saw it, it actually represents this totally other thing. Uh, the way that things come through to us is coming through our lens and our lived experience and our own internal like store storage of symbolic material and it's different for everyone. So there's a million beautiful, wonderful teachers, and none of them is going to be as perfect as your own, your own heart, your own internal guidance and the universe's interaction with you. Yeah, I was talking to Dakota, who I already mentioned earlier today, and I'm I brought up how like the actual origin story, superhero origin story for me in energy healing was just going to being music festivals and there being a bunch of people having a hard time around me and me figuring out like, the best okay. way to like bring Let them me back. Help you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And all that, just intuiting a lot of stuff out of that and also playing with crystals big time, yeah. unlocked all kinds of ideas. And so I guess my question out of that is what, where did, you know, this begin for you? Where did you first start to dabble in trying to give people a, a hand energetically and, and where did that lead you? And who is this guy? What? Who's that guy? <laughs> I'm in your kitchen right now. Literally <laughs> in my kitchen right now. <laughs> I, I realize I need to figure out, I need to get um, earbuds like you guys have because I, even like for work and shit, I like have to do meetings with these on and like everyone else apparently has figured out how to not wear. No, mine are big. Giant. I just have all this hair. Oh, well, fuck. All right. We're cool then. <laughs> It looks natural and cool, and I'm just like, haha, I've got like a duct tape beats by Dre that I like probably stole from somewhere once. No, I'm hoping guy, that someone gives me headphones for my birthday because these guys, they braid like a motherfucker. They just like twist themselves up, and I'm always just like, it's literally, you'll, people think I have like posture problems or something wrong with my spine because I'm always just like slightly tilted because these, <laughs> these things are yanking on my head. So I need some new ones. Anybody See, out I there want to sponsor didn't me? I want the big ones. And so I went to find just the earbuds without a microphone on it because I have a microphone already and I didn't want them to battle for supremacy. And the guy was like, was so confused. He was like, well, there's all of these here. And I'm like, yeah, but I want one without a mic. He's like, why? And I'm like, because I want it to not have to like interact. I don't want to have to choose mics. I just want one mic 
plugged into my computer and he's like, just get one of these and just don't use that mic. I'm like, Jesus, I just want a pair of headphones that are tiny and small, not huge. and don't have a microphone. He's like, I don't think that exists. It has to exist. Uh, so I finally found these. These are like five years old now. Yeah, I guess I didn't think about that. I do have earbuds and a really nice mic, which I never use at all. That's the whole reason you have that mic. That was like my old mic. And now I don't even, yeah. I have this nice one. It just sits under my desk. It's in like a Pulp Fiction, like briefcase thing. I need to like rig it up so where it glows when I open it. It'd be fucking so it's sick. like a, a MacGuffin in film slang, but it's a Mike Guffin. There you go. <laughs> exactly. The MacGuffin is the magical object in a film that everyone is trying to get. And for whatever reason will save the day or into the world. Just out, for anyone out there that wants the film terminology. It's like Pandora's box. It's crazy. I can hear our heater in your microphone. In mine? Your, your gain is up too high. I had to because otherwise things were too quiet. I can hear it in yours, so I mean we're even. Yeah, it's really you, Johnny. Oh, I'm just farting constantly. <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird. <laughs> it's a Talking weird it's a weird steady flow. <laughs> Off gassing. It's mm. rad because I've been sitting in the window uh with the you know, aqua cure on and you just look like an invalid. And so everyone like walking by or driving by is probably like, Oh, that poor girl is dying now. <laughs> yeah. But they've seen us dance before. Um, so they, <laughs> they pretty much already think that like something's dreadfully fucking wrong with us. <laughs> like they have chickens, they talk to them. I don't know. They're weird. I get all embarrassed. I'm out there like going to close in the chickens at night and I'm like, fucking talking to them and I have to like look around because there's an apartment building right next to our place and we have a chain link fence so I know someone over there is just laughing their ass off constantly at like my big ass like talking <laughs> baby talk to chickens and shit and like <laughs> do you remember when there was like a guy across the street he just so happened to be black I don't think we're supposed to say that anymore for some reason but um I love it's okay if you capitalize the b oh okay but he was black <laughs> and he was just he would come out. It was like every day for some reason for a while. I would be standing there. My chickens are actually like in this kind of valley. There's like some shrubs and they're behind the shrubs closer to me and under. A, you can't see them very well is my point, but I could see them. And I stand there and stare at them because I'm a weirdo. And I also am like paranoid that hawks are going to come in. So like I'm always near them if they're out. So I'm standing there staring at them, but I get sick of staring at them. So I look around and He's like walking out and I'm just like looking at him <laughs> and I realized like to him, I'm just standing in my yard, staring at him, not doing anything <laughs> like every day for like a week. And I'm like, oh my God, he thinks I'm psychotic probably. Like, yeah, I wanted to be like, I, I have chickens. They're right here. But then that's even weirder to just like, right. oh, you have chickens. <laughs> so um, yeah, it was a little awkward. How are those chickens doing? Oh, they're so good. They're good. They're laying eggs again. So, yeah, they, they stopped. They were molting, they, which I didn't know what that was, but they shed their feathers and then grow new feathers. And while they're doing that, they don't lay eggs. And then they look really weird too and like lanky and weak and scruffy and diseased. It's pretty fun. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> this was a meme shared in the call in line from Legs. My parents in their 30s. <laughs> Let's buy a house. Me in my 30s. Another chapter in Revelation is happening today. I got to read it for the uh, audio only listeners, but wow. Here's a, I got to go ahead and share the other two memes in here. 
That's another good one. <laughs> that, that is exactly it. That's exactly it. <laughs> I'm a healer, but don't push me, yo. And uh, one more. <laughs> that is a, a gross abuse of your powers, everybody. <laughs> yeah, but speaking of superpowers, you can maybe get into some Lindsay superhero origin story. Yeah, I don't know how to even talk about it. I actually just had to write my sort of summary of my uh, path to healership <laughs> or whatever today for um, this woman who I, I work with and, you know, she needs it for various things. And and so I was like, OK, she's like, you know, just a couple paragraphs or so. And I'm like, man, how do I summarize this in a couple paragraphs? So it was challenging, but it was really beautiful because I got to uh actually look at like what was the progression overall like how did I get here uh, and I was just reflecting on when I was really really little I used to just wander around by myself outside and learn things and know things and I just thought they were my thoughts and other people thought I was very gifted and intelligent and I don't I mean I don't think I'm not intelligent but I think that part of what is like gifted or intelligent about me was that I was just being like told things all of the time and so I had imaginary friends and um, they would sometimes share things, but it wasn't even that obvious. It was just, I would just understand. I would just be talking to myself and wandering around and I would just understand things about the world. So I actually think I've always been being informed by my guides and allies of things. It's kind of like what you're describing, Chance, where you just like know all of a sudden a thing. And you're like, I just know that I know this now. Uh, and so I, I think it's always been happening. And when I was a teenager, I, I started um, having... Uh, a lot of UFO and and what people would call UFO encounters and, and experiences with those types of entities, too. I also telepathically communicated with them, learned a lot from them, and started having just crazy synchronistic uh, experiences that led me to further and further understandings uh, and further understandings of my abilities as well. And then uh, I also had demonic attacks and attachments as I started to get into tarot when I was very young, like 14, 15, and 16. So I had to learn how to get rid of uh, demonic attachments. Um, and it's almost like my life just kind of forced me into it. And uh, so when I say I was called to do this, that's what I mean is I never, ever, ever set out to do any of this. <laughs> I always ha wanted to help people. Always. That has always been my primary goal in life is like, let's make this place better and not worse. It's a pretty shitty place, but it's got some really nice attributes. Let's move closer to those and like get away from all the shittiness. And so that's when I became a teacher, you know, but uh the other side of it, I never looked to do. I never looked to become more psychic or to have experiences with UFOs or entities or any of this stuff at all. And the other thing that really uh, is even more, you know, what forced me onto this path, aside from demonic attacks that I had to learn how to heal myself from and, and negative entities that I had to learn how to keep out was random shamans would just find me and do healings on me and teach me <laughs> and that you know the weirdest one was when I was walking down the street in Ecuador and a random Taita just picked me out of a crowd of people and was like you like come you have to come up here you have to come like do this and I didn't even speak his language luckily I was with someone who did and they came with me and translated for us and and he just performed uh, an incredible ceremony on me and taught me a bunch of stuff so uh, things like that just happened to me and I just kind of forced into it. And so 
uh, I've just followed that guidance more and more. And it has led me to start eventually offering services to people and healings to people and things to people more generally. But when you were talking about the festival thing and wanting to help people, I also was always unintentionally the trip mother, which before I even understood that that was a title that people had or, you know, the thing that people did, I was just constantly like, if we're, and I've done a lot of acid and mushrooms, like, um, over 300 times have I dropped acid. And so, uh, every single one of those times I was the trip mother for everyone, just by default, (laughs) I just knew how to help people feel better. Uh, and actually being on acid a lot was one of the things that showed me how psychic I was because I would start talking to people and responding to them and they would freak out and be like, how, what? Like, I didn't even say that out loud. I'm like, yeah, you did. They're like, no. And everyone else around was like, no, they didn't. And I'm like, oh, I would just be responding to their thoughts. And, um, so I had to stop doing acid with other people because it was like too much for them actually (laughs) to like have me just be in their head. Yeah, I've only done it maybe like, I think you've done it 30 times more than me, mathematically speaking. (laughs) (laughs) But it's a, I definitely feel you there. You really, we're not here recommending people do or don't do it. It's uh, entirely possible to open the doors without those type of substances, but way more recommended to, if substances are involved in your path, take a ceremonial approach and a very powerful bring a very powerful intention to it and bring, bring the most healed self you can to the substance before you do it. Instead of being like, this is going to fix me. And if you ever have a negative time, let the emotion out and go put it in the ground to bring it back to grounding. <laughs> yeah. That's so real. So real. I seriously will, like, if I even start to feel slightly bad, I'll just go out and like lay on the ground. I'm like, all right, not leaving here until this feels better. <laughs> yeah, it's like animal instinct. Johnny does that a lot, I bet. All the Johnny, time. It's a pure animal. I'm I um I don't know if you know it's sunny it's always sunny in Philadelphia, but I play night crawlers a lot by myself in the backyard. (laughs) (laughs) Someone somewhere knows what I'm talking about. That shit was funny. Um, Yeah, you guys are fucking drug addicts and awful, and I'm going to go. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I did did acid one time. Someone kind of talked me into it. A lot of my friends did it. Um, And one of my good friends always did acid like before he had died. And so like, I kind of hit this point when he like died when I was like 17, where I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to try everything now because you only live once. But I did acid once when I lived in um, Illinois in a college town. And I was like, this doesn't even, I'm not even feeling this shit. I took like three hits and I was like, I'm not even feeling it. And this dude was like, well, take six more then. And I was like, fuck yeah. Like, let's do it. (laughs) So I took like nine hits. The only time I did acid, um, I rapped at a black frat party and I wandered the entire town of Bloomington normal and had breakfast at Denny's with some dudes from Trinidad. And it was overall, it was pretty fun. The only thing that sucked is I tripped with like a complete dipshit and he was gone most of the night. So I was just wandering by myself. So I've never heard of a trip mother. And I'm like, if so, if anyone else was with me experiencing, experiencing it with me, I probably would have done it again. But I remember just kind of being like, I don't know, man, this is a little bit too fast pace of thinking for me. Like I'm already thinking fast all the time and overthinking. And, uh, 
nine hits probably wasn't the smartest thing for the first time, the first time. or the last time, I guess. Um, but it wasn't horrible. There was like, there was like maybe a few minutes at the beginning when I, after I was like, this shit isn't hitting at all. And then I took the rest. There was like a moment where I was like laying in my friend's, my roommate's bed, like sweating, had like the covers over my head. And I was just like, holy shit. And I experienced like all of revelations and I looked at the clock because I was like, fuck, it's got to have been like six hours later. And it was like two minutes later. And I was like, what the fuck is this shit? I was like begging my friend to drive me around town because I was like, I just need information. I need like so much stuff because my brother and them, they would just like trip and sit around and watch TV and shit. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't even know how you could do that. Like I needed I wanted to like go join a soccer league and like learn how to play soccer. Like I could not fucking sit still it was insane but then wow. once i like eased into it it was kind of fun but you just wandered into a party of black people and were like hey i'm gonna freestyle for you and just like threw it down and they were like what the fuck this white boy on acid just showed up and like freestyled like a it was it, well it was weird because that town was like pretty segregated like self-segregated and that was like so strange to me um because i don't know just knowing the friends i've always known my whole life like I'm just like, people are cool and whatever. Like, um, so I just instantly, and that was like, right when I was, I don't know, right, right before my arrogance of rapping, but I still liked rapping all the time. And I was just like, I, I was walking around and I was basically, I was fucked up and I was trying to get into the party and they're like, no, no, this is like our frat. Um, like you need to be in the frat. And I was like, I'm in your frat. And they're like, well, you're not. And I was like, why? They're like, well, you're not black. Like, it's just, <laughs> and I was like, well, I, I am though. I was like, I got rhythm. I can rap. I can bust and shit. And they're like, what? So I just started rapping. They like, let me go in. Um, it was, it was weird. I don't know how long I was there. A lot of the night was just flashes of shit. Um, but yeah, that was interesting. That town was funny. That was before Eminem, though. So, like, people really didn't believe you if you were like, <laughs> and if you look like this and shit, you're like, yeah, I rapped. They're like, yeah, okay, go grow some corn. Oh. <laughs> Is that, that where you learned? Yeah. That where, that's your origin story? That's my origin story. Was, was, was also your first time? Yeah, exactly. I, I was, I was picking corn in Nebraska and I, and the rap just hit me. I was struck by lightning and bitten by a sandworm. And suddenly I just started, started rapping like a fucking loser maniac. He's a quitsad hatteratch. However you say that. It's weird. I actually remember it was the ghetto boys. I, Stop me at any time. I'm extremely high. <laughs> um, <laughs> we went on some sort of road trip, and I I, would, I remember being in Nebraska. That's fucking weird. I was in Nebraska with my brother. I think we were out there for a funeral with my family and stuff. And I was like, I think I was just like writing because of the Ghetto Boys and like Brother Lynch. I was like, dude, I'm gonna write like horror music, like horror raps. And my brother was kind of like gassing me, like, yeah, that shit is cool. Um, those raps are probably horrifyingly bad but I think that was when I, Isn't that the I point? My, yeah I think so like truly like horrorcore is horrible hip hop but yeah. I love a lot of it but Lindsay the terror is in the cringe yeah right like and there's a fine line like like I kind of felt like in, like Insane Clown Posse I could never get into I was like dude this is just too weird and I like respect everything about their their business acumen and their hustle and shit like that. I and like, they were joking. I think they were, I think they kind of were. 
joke. <laughs> yeah, no, I think they, I think in a way they were, and then it like stuck. They were like, um, that worked too well. Let's just keep going. <laughs> right. Yeah. And like Necro and Esham and all those, like, I don't know, but like triple six mafia, brother Lynch and them, they were like on some dark shit, but it was like, good. You're like, these people have like good vocabulary and great skills. Anyway, I'm sorry. I decided to give you a weird rap rundown. <laughs> That's what you're here for. Well, actually, That's why we invite you places. The last time I ever did acid was also at a frat house. Speaking of frat houses and acid, so your first time involved in a frat house, my last time involved in a frat house. That's kind of weird. We've never put that together. That now is, the dimensions have aligned. Connecting dots. Frat houses were fun. We used to go out to Boulder. The only time actually ever at a frat house ever in my life was that time. That's the only time I actually got into one. Like the opposite thing happened. One time we went into one. I tried a couple times. I never wanted. I to think if you have tits, that's like yeah. Because I was with a bunch of girls, and somebody there was having sex. One time, a group of girls I was with when I was like nineteen wanted to go to a party at a frat house. They took me along. We got to the door. They're all going in, and uh, the door people were like, "Everyone but you." And uh, yeah. the, the girls what? I was with were like, "See ya." Oh, until they um, needed a ride home later drunk yeah exactly yes <laughs> i can't remember if they puked in my car or peed in my car or both it was Jesus. the last time that's toxic <laughs> femininity that actually it's is toxic, toxic femininity that is true mm. nivad 17 says ask yeti if you ever listen to any sean price oh yes yes one of our mutually favorite songs I have Lindsay and the Sean Price, not not like the the really crazy shit like Shut the Fuck Up Part Two or any of that, but barbecue sauce and all that. Yeah, we Lindsay's a fan of like, Sean Price. I've turned her into Sean Price. Sean Price is like I don't even know how to explain. He's so simple but so complicated, so complex. Anyway, yes, I love Sean Price. Oh, this is way out of my wheelhouse. You'll, you'll have I'm to go listen to. Type of guy. <laughs> to, uh, oh my god, construction job. Right, yeah, with him and copyright. That was, I, I think it was recorded before he died. But he, um, yeah, I fucking love that. I love the shit he says. Is just, it's just. It, I don't even know how you can be like simple and complex. It's like MF Doom and stuff. You're like, what the fuck? Like, hmm. Anyway. Can I give a random <laughs> shout out to one of my favorite things ever? Yeah. Okay. I think you might be a little quiet due to proximity to oh. your mic also. Is that well, okay to that point better? out? Yes. I think so. so. I sit over here. I, okay. I can hear your um, Scottish Rite music. Oh, I'll turn that off too. Um, the So I had a woman on. Um, I am totally blanking on her name right now. She's really awesome. Anyway, she was talking about rose and how the rose scent can bring back memories. And I don't know why, having already recovered enough of my own memories of this life and past lives, that I went into deep rose um, acquisition. But someone who listens to and loves Rogue Way sent me all of this homemade rose scented stuff um, that has actual rose essential oils. All of these things are like three or four ingredients each, and they're amazing. And I don't just say that uh, just because someone sends me something. I started using these like a month ago when she sent them to me, and everything about them is rad. My skin is the best it's ever been. And Johnny even uses it because he gets um, headaches a lot, and he'll and she has this CBD headache cream. 
And we have a bunch of CBD headache cream, and none of it works as good as this, he says. Uh, So this is from someone who actually suffers using this. It's true. I get tension headaches a lot from drawing. I have to like work on my posture, but that that stuff works really good. Like some CBD cream works pretty good, but that works 100% of the time. And I honestly didn't believe it. Is there a place where people can find that? Yeah, it's at holisticemily.com. You probably can't see that here, but it's holistic, <laughs> holistic, H-O-L-I-S-T-I-C, Emily, E-M-I-L-Y dot com. Uh, and she also, these are my three favorite things I just wanted to share with you because I really want people to get them because she's awesome and this stuff is awesome. She also has rose tallow cream and tallow, of course, is is from the bones of animals. So some people like if you're vegan or something, you might not like this, but it's actually the best possible thing you can use in soaps and creams it's so awesome this is my favorite thing i've ever had in my life as far as creams go i use it all the time on my extra extra dry skin areas and my other favorite thing is the rose anti-aging eye cream i don't really care about the anti-aging part i don't even know if i believe that but it's just the best cream i've ever used on my face before so holisticemily.com i love it everything she makes is amazing she's rad go check it out highly suggested sorry to just hijack the show i was just like no no (laughs) not to be outdone i'm selling empty jars that i used to have weed in Um, (laughs) they smell they're they're 50 bucks a pop i'll mail them to you might be a little bit of residue in there so hit me up (laughs) (laughs) this one in particular you don't have to light on fire (laughs) this one in particular is rhubarb and ginger jam Lindsay must have bought that we're going to be rich. You're a genius. <laughs> Selling jars. My, and I might even capture a bar in there and just say one wrap. <laughs> Seal it up. Sorry. Again, I find that on your OnlyFans. <laughs> that is on my OnlyFans. That's what I've been. I've just been sealing wraps and empty weed jars. Um, I'm not making 50,000 each like that fart girl, but. You got to go there. Yeah. Not Did you hear about her? That like the there was a she was selling farts and she had to go to the hospital because she ate too many beans in one day. Yes. yes. Oh, that reminded me of do you? This is so weird because like my friend, my really um, gangsta friend like showed he was into this dude called L.A. Beast who's probably famous. Someone has to know who he is. But I remember we were watching some of those videos and he did one where he was trying to eat like. I, I want to say like 50 heads of garlic. Um, he just does all these like stupid like frat boy challenges and shit. And he was just no eating fart like frog garlic. Instagram for each other. They, there you go. It kind of makes sense, really, because brotherly farts. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, he ate he ate like two or three heads of raw garlic, and then he like had to stop recording and go to the hospital. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, dude, like I don't know. I just, I had a moment where I didn't know the difference between cloves and heads of garlic. So there was a recipe that called for one clove of garlic and I thought it meant a head of garlic. And so I put a whole head of garlic in. I was eating it. I was like, fuck, this is really intense and spicy. But I mean, that's what it was called for. So I guess I'll never make this recipe again, but I have to eat it because I'm like ridiculously poor and I don't have food. (laughs) So this is my only food. So I ate it. And for the next like three days, literally everywhere I went, people were like, what smells like garlic? And I was like, I don't know. And then, like, years later, someone was like, yeah, if you eat enough garlic, you smell like garlic. I was like, oh, that was me all those days ago, all those years ago. Like, 
Yeah, I can be really, really dumb sometimes. That was a good trick, though, for when I was an alcoholic. If I drove somewhere, uh, again, don't do this at home, but I would just eat a lot of garlic um, because vodka is like the least. I mean, I probably smelled like a fucking still, but like garlic offset it in a way. Um, or at least my theory was, and that was my other theory is like, if I chase my vodka with water, I'm like kind of healthy. I'm hydrated. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think, I think garlic is a good trick. If you're a uh, piece of shit, just eat it. And then no one knows. Um, if you're a piece of shit, <laughs> eat garlic. <laughs> Dakota in the chat wants to know about your rise to power as an artist. What's your drawing origin story? Again, I was struck by lightning. Um, <laughs> no, I really don't know. I've been drawing since I was two, supposedly. So um, I've been drawing almost every day for 41 years. And that I don't care who you are. That kind of muscle memory is going to be good at something. I wish I was playing the right. piano um, or something. I, I was actually given an organ by my grandmother when I was like seven, but Thundercats. Which organ, like liver, better. kidney? <laughs> Two kidneys um, and a spleen. It was really weird. My grandma was a hitman for the mafia. <laughs> but yeah, she bought me like this nice organ and I bet it was expensive as fuck. And I like, I hated it. I, did, I was like, this is stupid. And now I'm like, God damn it. I'm like making beats. Like, wish I would learn. <laughs> like Rain Man, just hitting buttons. It's fun. Lindsay, I want to know about some of uh, the recent stuff you've done on your shows. What has blown your mind recently that guests have brought to the table? Ah, uh, George Wiseman has been the coolest, honestly. But that's because I uh, have been suffering for so long. <laughs> and I'm so happy to be suffering less. Um, but that was really, really great. Uh, let's see. I also had Ahmed Abdul Karim on Hakim. I'm sorry. On, and we talked a lot about, uh, the spirit of the breath and some various aspects of Saudi Arabian and Arabic culture, uh, including the Quran and other things and his own path and, you know, being exposed to the, he was really young when nine 11 happened and he was exposed to some of the really radical radicalization of some of the people over there. Uh, so that was interesting to hear about as well. Um, let me see. I'm scrolling. Phoenix Aurelius is always amazing to have on. Every time he comes on, he blows my mind every single time. Like he's been on the show, I want to say like 10 times. Uh, and every single time I'm like, man, what are we even going to talk about? And then we just talk for two hours. And every time I'm like, wow, that was amazing. <laughs> so Phoenix. I have an email mid draft to him to finally connect with him for a show. Oh, yeah. He would love to come on. You're an awesome host. And you two will be so cool together. I loved um, doing big brained hominids with uh, Edward Spencer, Dr. Edward Spencer. And I should reach out to him and see how he's doing. And then, of course, my one of my favorite humans in the universe is Foster Gamble. And so having him back on is a delight. I'm always so impressed that uh, he's just such a beautiful human being. And he's done so much good for the whole world. And he just keeps going and he never stops. And I just appreciate him so much. Yeah, Foster made the Thrive documentaries that maybe people have seen at least the first one. I remember how big the first one got before there was such a clamp down on that type of information yeah. online. And I caught that newest one with him and I was definitely inspired by it. I loved some of the things he said have wound up in my own, you know, 
arsenal of things to say that make me sound super smart and spiritual. (laughs) (laughs) You are super smart and spiritual. No, but really, he pointed out just like, you know, that your cells, he he pointed out the greatest evidence for um, a transcendent soul ever, which is that your cells regenerate and are replaced every seven years, but you were still there the whole time. You know what? That was also, I mean, I know, sorry, I know that we've like, that is a thing that people have maybe heard of or known for like a while, but I read this book this beautiful book the seven mysteries of life by guy murchie it's a pretty fatty tome it's fucking amazing it is the best book i love he writes like a fucking maniac like i there is no better writer i've ever read in my life besides this guy so he is tied for first with the never-ending story which has never been displaced and never wow yeah no i'm like this is a big deal for me like this book i couldn't recommend it enough one of my favorite things about him is he draws two down there, yep, there it is i that's not the best drawing because it's <laughs> <Spring> draw. <laughs> yeah. he draws circles like a motherfucker he draws all in pointillism wow all his chapters which are all about this is all about the history of life and the universe and where it's going and every aspect of it from biology to philosophy to everything and literally i think you could read this book instead of taking college and you would be just you would be more educated it in itself is a course in writing this is literally the best writing i've ever seen in my life i say it for very specific reasons and then it also has art in it and then it also has all sciences in it but us not just a summary like he goes into the axioms of each and like how they interconnect with each other and it's fucking amazing it took me like a year to read it because Holy shit, it's like super dense, but it's also beautifully written. My whole point is that he also talked about that. He's like, what even are we then? If we're not this physical body, because we know we're not because of that exact same reason, then what are we? We don't know. And that's one of the seven mysteries that he talks about is this, you know, consciousness or whatever it is that we are. And he, I wrote, I read this. And then like later that day, I talked to Foster Gamble and he said the same thing. I'm like, okay, I get it, God. Like, <laughs> come on, guy. <laughs> what are, what on, are some God. of the other mysteries of life in there? Oh, gosh, let me tell you. That's what I want. Oh, and every one notes. of the mysteries has a symbol. So there's seven symbols. Seven. <laughs> and that's awesome. I think I saw time in there. Check this out. Okay. Every section has the chapter title, Realm of the Vegetable, section titles, Leaves, and every page has a summary of the main ideas of those two pages. Really easy to skim for a certain topic then. Exactly. And that's how every book should be written. You should be able to skim it and know what's going on. Every page has a summary in the title. That blew my mind. Then I got to the end. When I get done with a book like this, I usually summarize it in a poem. And so I got done with this book and I was like, all right, I'm going to get ready. I'm going to write my poems. Oh, look, he has a summary of the book in poems. And there's seven poems. And I'm like, you motherfucker, you already did it. <laughs> um, wow, so it's like it's made for you. Yeah, literally. I was like, am I this guy? Did I write this book, die, and then get reborn as Lindsay? Because this is like my book. If I was much more sciencey than I am now. 
I like, I love science, but I don't have the, he has like the command of facts that I do not have. So um, the seven mysteries of life are abstraction, interrelation, omnipresence, polarity. It's very hermetic and I don't know if it's accidental or not. Transcendence, germination, and divinity. Those are the seven mysteries. And he goes through everything. You could look at the index and the index would blow your mind. Like this book is fucking amazing. I just found it in a thrift store or in a used bookstore that tried to kick me out for not wearing a mask. Oh, is that where you got that? Was out here at that store? Yeah. Oh, no shit. Good job. Yeah, I don't know if you remember, but I literally was just like wandering around in circles and I just looked up and saw it and grabbed it and was like, this book. I just thought it was funny because they you basically bought a gift certificate when lockdowns happened to keep them afloat. Then you bought another one and then you went to use it and they were not going to let you come in with the mask. But then you were like, well, I have a gift certificate and you could see that he was like, well, I can't kick her out because he is a nice man. I think he just wanted to like. But but it was just funny. So he's like, you guys can come in here or whatever. And then when like another customer came in, he like, he like warned them. Like there was some oh, sort of, yeah, he's like, you know, <laughs> like, a couple you know, of zombies in the back. Just don't let it bite you. It'd be okay. <laughs> that lady over there has herpes. Like, wow, this got weird. Um, but no, it was just like kind of a nice warning. He's like, I, I'm allowing people without masks in here. If you're uncomfortable with that, like, you can come, you can wait outside and come back or whatever. And I was like, that's kind of cool considering. It's pretty cool about it, considering everything. But I just, yeah, anyway, I won't go off on a tangent about that. <laughs> I just think it's funny. I like the the whole time I just likened it to the uh, glasses and Big Daddy, the sunglasses that make the kid feel comfortable. Like it's just a complete superstition. He's like, when you put these glasses on, nobody can see you and you don't have to be embarrassed. It's like, if you put this on your face, you're safe and invincible. So, and everybody believed it. So I'm like, well, fuck. I thought I can sell jars now. My mask protects you. How does it make me invincible? It's it's a very strange symbiotic relationship. It depends on the situation and who you're talking to and what point you're trying to make, whether it protects you or the other person. Oh, okay. And, but it also supports the Ukraine too. Oh, absolutely. Only if you magic marker it light blue and yellow, though. Okay, okay, okay. And if you don't, you should be shot and killed. I have a Ukrainians need your help with highlighters on that. I have a statue of the Ukrainian prince. This is he's like blue and he's (laughs) yellow and light blue. He's he's well meaning. It's it's pretty cool. I found a, a woman that lets me have fucking toys. Um. Out in the open, near the kitchen and everything. Yeah. It was weird when her mom came to visit. I was like, should I take all this shit down? This is pretty fucking like arrested development. Like, <laughs> but her mom was polite about it. She probably like, like went yeah, home and wrote. Too, so <laughs> <laughs> she wrote like a weird column for McCall's magazine. Is McCall's <laughs> magazine still a thing? Did I just date myself? Probably. <laughs> the, the Ward's catalog, the Sears catalog. <laughs> don't do what Clint just said. Do not use spray paint on a mask and then <laughs> and then wear it. <laughs> and accept it. It works. Hey, so uh, there's a funny another meme in the chat on the call in line from Kaylee. She says you guys are the best apocalypse partners. Dating isn't just dating anymore. You're picking your potential apocalypse partner, so choose wisely. 
it's true. <laughs> I've, so I've, what skill sets do you each cover though, for each other? I've actually been trying to create my um off-grid farm since i was like 16 i was i'd be like looking online at the mls listings and i'm like okay a house with this acreage is this much i'm going to get my teaching degree in this year and then i'm going to make this much money and i can save this much and so by this year i'll have this property and then i can like build a little bunker have an underground storage system (laughs) like none of that has ever happened i'm it's been like 30 years since then and here i am Still not having a. I have chickens though. I was going to say you got the chickens. Yeah, <laughs> done well. We can get two eggs a day, which basically means like my skill set is. Um, Lindsay can fucking shoot me and eat me for like at least two months. There's at least two months worth of meat on my body. So Wouldn't it be better if she just cut off one part at a time, but kept you alive so you stayed fresh? That'd be interesting. Yeah, like that, that's actually yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> my skill set is I own a Berkey filter and bullets and guns. You, she uh, could live off of you a really long time, though. She's dramatically smaller than you. Yeah, yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. That's literally what I what I brought to the table. Um, <laughs> I <laughs> <can laughs> exactly. No, it's 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 sad because I'm so fucking domesticated um if the apocalypse happened i don't even know what what would go down um luckily a lot of people i know have a shitload of guns and stuff but i mean is that gonna even help like you know i mean i don't know if it was like a full-on apocalyptic scenario i guess my skill set would be convincing everyone to to fucking work together um like maybe with a baseball bat but it would be convincing them. I would, I would, I would start nicely. And, um, cause I actually, Lindsay, Lindsay made a good point. Cause every, every bit of media about the apocalypse or society collapsing, it's like, everyone's after everyone and it's every man for themselves and stuff. And she was like, I don't think it would be like that at all. I think we would all find a way to like make communities and make stuff work and, and stuff. Cause it is, Kind of that's true. What we've always done every well, single time we've ever had any disaster as humans. That's what we've done. We've like, okay, let's help each other out here. And just ah. in day to day life, most people aren't really looking to go out and fight and be violent and shit. Like I learned that young. Um, one of my friends who was like really violent. So it's not like was, TV. Yeah, I don't think it would be because, like, know. what would you really gain? Like the whole point of TV is worldview poisoning, worldview warfare. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that's like what's funny now is it's not really funny, but I like lost a friend last week because I said, I don't know enough about the conflict over there to even like pick sides or say anything about it. And I think you're kind of boring if that's like exciting for you to talk about. And he was like, how could you not side with Ukraine and this? And I'm like, dude, because it doesn't even... Yeah, I'm like, it doesn't even affect me, really. And that, like, he somehow brought like Trump and COVID into it. And I'm like, this is a war. Like, why are we talking? Yeah, like, I'm like, all of these events have been put into your head as like important. I'm like, conflicts happen all around the world. And they've hardly ever affected me. Like, it's not something I need. I don't know. There's some team sport shit going on right now. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so, and so we don't see it. And so we don't know. That's the thing too. When you, if you bring it up, if you're like, well, I mean, what about Yemen, for example, what about right. the decades of Yemen just being bombed to shit by us and Saudi and whatever people are like, Oh, I mean, well, I mean, like they don't have an answer because they've never actually thought about it because the news didn't tell them to think about it. So that that's all it comes down to. They can't yeah. think. It is, it is weird. Um, because you used to be able to just be like, I'm anti-war and I don't have a stance. And people would be like, yeah, word, whatever. Like, I think that's somewhat grown of me to be like, I don't really know shit about it. And I don't really care to spend my energy thinking about it because it doesn't affect me in any way. And then to have them be like, like, <laughs> if you don't support Ukraine and wear light blue and yellow for two months, you're an asshole and a, a monster and a Nazi. And it's like, what That's me. Know? That's totally me. I'm the I'm the dude who sent you free art, helped you get out of alcoholism for free, like spend all this time helping you. But I'm the asshole here. Like you're going to get rid of like an actual tangible real life friend over something Tucker Carlson or Rachel Maddow told you to think that yeah. seems pretty fucking stupid. Yeah, and then a year will go by or something, and he'll be like, so uh, what do you think about the Dodgers or whatever people talk about? <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Lindsay's bad at humaning. Things <laughs> <laughs> that humans say now. <laughs> you know, uh, the Dodgers and stuff and uh, football guy. What? <laughs> Did you see the sports ball the other night there? <laughs> right. I even... I don't even know what I wrote today about myself, but I was like, I wrote that like I'm an alien talking about someone else. Like, I should probably... Uh, you know, sound like what this is, me talking about myself, but uh Gordy. I said Gordy I a link. Maybe you want to pop in and say hi. Pop in and say hi. This is better because hey, Gordy, this is uh your sign from the universe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dakota put this in the call in line. Good one there, buddy. I love when people share stuff in the call in line. You can even put uh voicemails, you know? Yeah, Ask questions. Oh, it's pretty out. More memes. And, and come to one day of brightness. It's on March 27th, which is <laughs> two and a half weeks away from today. Uh, and it is a virtual event. So you can come from anywhere in the world. We have Catherine O'Shea, Phoenix Aurelius, and Noriana Diesel as our uh, master teachers and practitioners presenting and guiding us this time in celebration of the spring equinox, which I did spell incorrectly in a very dyslexic way on the flyer. <laughs> but nonetheless, we will be in alignment with the spring equinox. And I'm so excited. There's so many people who are already coming. I don't know how many tickets are left, but they do tend to go faster and faster the closer we get. So grab yours if you know you want to be there. Oh, you can say more than that about one day of brightness. Shameless plug. Plug it up. <laughs> no, it really is amazing. Those days are like, it's funny because I'm like, I get all hyped for them. And I get all hyped for them. And I get all hyped for them. And then I expect to be like exhausted the day of because I've been so hyped and hyping and like whatnot for so long. And then the day of comes and I'm just like, yeah. And then the whole day is just so exciting and energizing and like refueling. Like I'm not even drained afterwards. And I'm like, man, this is the coolest thing. Look how I spelled Equinox. Yukinox. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's a great you know, fire. It's kind of like that thing where you can scramble all the letters in a word. And as long as the first letter is right and the last letter is right and all the word letters in between should be in the word, but are just out of order. For some reason, your brain just like autocorrects when you read it. You might not even notice it was misspelled. I, that's true. I, and I just... <laughs> 
it's I when you get your, your when you get your spiritual events from wish <laughs> I'm just kidding. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's that is funny. I can't believe I didn't even notice that when I saw that. I would have said something, but I was probably just dyslexic as usual. So I know everyone on here except Nori Noriana Diesel. Noriana Diesel is uh Phoenix Release's partner and she is a somatics expert and she also is a hypnotherapist. Um, and she is exceptionally gifted. She um, just did a session with uh, Gordy. If he wants to share it, uh, he might want to. I'm not sure. Um, he used to hanging out with his wife. Boo, family. Ah. <laughs> 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 well, um, Internet's way better, buddy. I know okay. he shared it before on uh, uh, Weaving Spiders or something, so I don't feel yes, bad. Yes, he did. Okay, yeah. So I don't feel bad mentioning it at least, but she... Uh, did a regression therapy with him and he went back to a previous life and I was there and I think some of you were there. <laughs> I don't really remember. I think I think both of you were also there. I was a uh, rabbit. I was a rabbit. I don't know. <laughs> I, um, was a I, I, was, I am going to um, work on something I need to get finished, but I wanted to hop in and say hi and hang out because it feels like that night in Castle Rock when we were all hanging out under the the band. I was just thinking the of that band. Time. It was the band. I don't remember. I know it was wind. Wind kicked up, and then that guy who was who may have been a secret agent, who I thought was my best friend, <laughs> never. He just like disappeared, and I don't even know if that guy was real. He um, was but so he, cool. yeah, he was super cool. Um, he was in the chat sometimes for a while, but yeah, I don't remember if we ever saw him again. We we haven't done really good at keeping in touch with Colorado folk um, and hanging out, but. We also like don't hang out or do anything. <laughs> leave the house. <laughs> but yeah, no, I wanted to. I wanted to hop in and say hi, and um, I'll stop fucking up the serious talk. I feel like you guys are doing some serious shit, and I come in here and I just start selling jars and telling fart jokes like that's the Kevin Smith. <laughs> all anybody really wants. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're here for. It's the way to be. But I love y'all. I'll keep listening as I uh, work on what I got to work on. And I'll be talking. I like you too, Jez. (laughs) (laughs) He just leaves. (laughs) (laughs) That was a reference to Peep Show, which is his favorite. One of his favorite shows. We're getting more memes. I love you. And the other one's like, I like you too. (laughs) (laughs) It's a real nice tinfoil afro there. Dude, that's amazing. That would be the most fun Halloween costume you could ever wear. If you could make that in a way where it wouldn't like break your neck in half. Also, I don't think you can get tinfoil anymore. It's like aluminum or nothing. Literally. Yeah. We call it tinfoil for some reason still, but we haven't had tinfoil since I was a kid. There's a reason for that. I'm sure so it's not a good one. Would totally be happy to take any callers. It's in the, there's an actual link in there. I know it can be scary to come on the internet, but this is a casual hangout. We're here for you guys in the community. And we want to have this space to all connect together. So we make it easy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You can tell us what you sell in jars or (laughs) your experience at frat houses. Yeah. Yeah, But I want to maybe back up, you know, Talk about the hypnotherapy thing. Have you experienced much hypnosis before? 
I did it once and I actually, uh, my whole life, I, I was very positive that I could not be hypnotized because I knew that if I knew I couldn't be hypnotized, that no one could, I couldn't become accidentally hypnotized by people who are really good at hypnotists. <laughs> so uh, this is what I convinced myself of. And maybe it worked because a guy came into a place I worked once and we were just chatting and he's like, yeah, I'm a hypnotherapist. And I was like, oh, I can't be hypnotized. And he's like, yeah, right. That's not even a thing. And I was like, no, I can't be. Try it. And he tried it. And then he's like, oh, you actually can't be hypnotized. But he could have hypnotized me and I don't remember. Um, but that that's my understanding of what happened. So years later, I had a friend who was becoming a, a counselor, a therapist, basically. And she had to do a certain number of sessions with people hypnotizing them to because that was part of her certification so she asked me if she could do it to me and I was like oh I can't be hypnotized <laughs> she was like well I mean if you don't trust the person or you don't want to be you actually probably can't be hypnotized but you know you can trust me and whatever and I was like I really don't want to be like out of it and unaware of what's happening and have someone else like mucking around in my brain and she's like oh it's not like that at all she's like that's like a movie thing <laughs> like if that's possible it's not possible by regular people. And yet you have to be in agreement to it. And if you do go that far under, it's because you agreed to it and, and whatever. And I'm like, mm, maybe she's right. I don't know. Uh, so I finally let her do it. And it really was just like being in a deep meditation. I was aware the whole entire time. And I honestly, it didn't feel that effective to me. I'd be way, I'd be able to go way deeper on my own, basically. Um, but I could see how it can be a super good modality for all sorts of things like past life regressions and other stuff like that. I just I just know I do better alone than with anyone else watching me do anything. <laughs> That's really cool because I'm probably like a lot of people out there that just thought it's dangerous to be hypnotized or maybe that's like the whole thing you want to avoid because there's so much happening that's attempting to hypnotize you all the time. Like. The 60 hertz refresh rate on screens that hypnotically entrains your brain and all that. But you kind of give yourself a lack of credit whenever you believe that you could just be robotically controlled like in a movie. It's not like that. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And I, I do think you can be so unaware and so like letting go of yourself or whatever that you could be very deeply hypnotized and not know it. Um, and and I. Yeah, and maybe even easier if you're on certain drugs. I know the TV hypnotizes all of us all the time in a way, right? But it's not actually hypnosis, but it is like getting into those deeper levels of brainwaves, um, which is like, again, I always tell myself like, yeah, but if I am ever watching TV, like in clips or in little bits or whatever here and there, I'm aware that that's what it's trying to do. And I'm like staying out of it, therefore, but I don't, I don't know. That's at least what I tell myself. It's at least a good layer of protection, perhaps. Illuminati in the Rockford chat said, you are getting sleepy. <laughs> and uh, I almost yawned right then. So now I'm freaked out. He's hypnotizing you. Yeah, but What's the thing, one thing about hypnosis that's wild is there are some performing hypnotists out there that will bring someone on stage, hypnotize them, and I'll have like a piece of paper with something drawn on it or a word written on it and they'll hold it behind their back where the the subject cannot see it and never did have a chance to see it. And then they'll hypnotize them to convince them that the hypnosis therapist is invisible. And they're like, what is behind me? And they can tell you what it is. Even people who don't believe that they have any sort of psychic abilities. Right. So yeah. when you put that in context with the fact that people use hypnosis for past life regression. Do you think that adds credibility to the 
the veracity of information that people can pull out of that? Absolutely. I, I think past life regression using hypnotherapy in the method that Noriana does it is probably the only reliable method outside of you having your own spontaneous or guided recall yourself. I think when I think when you go to people who are like psychics or whatever, and they're there to tell you about your past lives, it could be it could be true. It could be not true. It could be, uh, you know, but it's not either way. It's not going to be as helpful or effective as you experiencing it yourself. So that you know, you know, my my own past life recalls there. You know, someone said to me the other day, like, I think it'd be so weird, like to imagine myself as someone else other than me. I don't think I could even do it. It would just feel so foreign. And, you know, I just wouldn't even know if it was real or not. And I thought about that and I was like, oh, yeah, I guess that helps me understand that I when I had my own past life recalls, I, there was no even glimmer of this isn't me or this is another person it was just me that i was just that person even when i was a man i was that was still just me i was Lindsay, <laughs> but i was just Lindsay in this body at this time or you know your consciousness my consciousness did not differentiate between those bodies and who i actually am and what i actually am so that so that i don't know it's interesting so if you don't experience that how could you really understand that this was you and this is what you are. So I think that um, type of regression that Gordon did with Noriana um, and having the spontaneous recall yourself are really the best ways. It could be true that other people can tell you what your past lives were. I just don't even necessarily know the point of that though, right? And I'll say, and as someone who tells people sometimes what their past lives were, I'm still saying that because uh, if it does come up in a healing ceremony or even sometimes in a tarot reading or something else, or even sometimes in tuning fork sessions, I will tell them, but the only things that I'm being shown and offered to offer them are because it will help them understand a pattern they're currently experiencing and help them unlock it. It's not because they're meant to remember it more deeply than that. So that makes sense to me in that way. But again, they're not coming to me to find out what their past lives are. It's just an incidental thing that can happen sometimes when we're working together. I don't even remember what your question was. And so hopefully that wasn't too rambling. <laughs> just stop. No, that's what I need. You know, just keep filling the, filling the airwaves with a uh, heady chat, heady <laughs> combo. No, but I've only dabbled with the concept of past life regression. I've tried to regress myself a couple of times and it must not have been that meaningful because I couldn't tell you like what I experienced. I think I was in France or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, it was like impressions. I never made it to a state, a brainwave state or whatever it would require where I felt like I was in the body or, you know, dreaming the experience and in a way, but conscious of who I was, I was just getting Kind of like I mentioned other ways of psychic impressions working for me where it was just like popped in my head. Okay, it was this and then it was this and it was really more of just a story and words. So I'd be kind of interested in having that experience just for the novelty of the expanded consciousness aspect of, you know, by, almost like bilocating into another yes. another experience. Yeah, it is like that. And it's... um it's weird too, because you know when you're dreaming and you're like, oh, this is my house, but it's not my house at all. Like you wake up and you're like, it was my house, but it wasn't my house. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Like that's exactly what it's like. You're like, that was me, but it wasn't me now, but it was me, but it was the same, but it was different. <laughs> like your brain just gets it. Your consciousness just knows what's going on. 
Um, but I also always point out for myself, at least, well, both for the past lives that come up for people who I'm working with, uh, it's never a positive thing. <laughs> the things that are coming back are not, well, you know, because I'm healing with people and I'm helping people heal themselves. And so what comes up is what needs to be healed. And that's never anything but scars and trauma and darkness and whatever, which is fine. Like, that's why I do it. I want, we all need to release this stuff. Right. But um, that's been the same in my own past life memories that have come back. A hundred percent of them have been exceptionally traumatic and horrifying um, in the worst possible ways. The worst things I've yeah, I think in mine, I was on fire. <laughs> ah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that's more than an impression, but um. That's well, I had the impression that I had been on fire. <laughs> I have been on fire recently. <laughs> hey, Dakota, Hi, thanks for calling in. Answering the call. How oh, fun. <laughs> How's it going? I could not join, you know. When's the next time Lindsay's going to be on Chance's show and I'm getting invited on? Jeez. That's um, awesome. Um, but I interrupted. I you students up in good combo. This was a good combo. I interrupted. Um, Oh, I was just talking about how traumatic past life memories can be. <laughs> yeah, I know. And it's like, I'm one of those people who really wants to be regressed, but <laughs> might not be the best idea. But it might be when you are doing that type of regression that you're more likely to just have like a, unless you're intending for it to be healing, maybe. I'm not really sure. It might be more likely to just be like, yeah, this is, a, I had a Catherine O'Shea actually on one of the, I don't know which session, like I've taken classes from her. We've worked together privately. She's been at one day. So I'm not sure like when this took place, but I remember her saying, you know, uh, your guides are telling your guides are telling me to tell you that like, you've have all these memories of these past lives and they're all traumatic. And then this current life has been really traumatic also up until just a handful of years ago. And they just want you to know, like you haven't only experienced trauma. And I just started bawling. Cause I was like, that was actually a genuine belief I had. I was like, dude, I was just made to suffer. <laughs> like I was just made to go through trauma and just like deal with it. I don't know. Maybe I'm taking on the karma of the world or something. Like I, maybe I can stop doing this someday. And she said that and just like, Oh my God, thank God. She's like, yeah, you just didn't need to remember the positive ones yet, but they're there. <laughs> like, you have allies and guides that want you to know, like, those exist. So maybe you're more likely to find those if you do like hypno regression or something. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Maybe one day. Um, Loriana, does she do regression? Hypno regression? She does. She does? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. So um, I'll grab her email and, and maybe we can put it. It's actually Noriana at phoenixaurelius.org. Anybody can email her and ask her about it. It's usually, I think, $300 or something, but it's like a four hour process. So mm. she goes through like everything. With and she can hypnotize you via Zoom then, huh? Yeah, because Gordon just did it with her and he's in totally different state. So yeah, well, I think they did cool. it via Zoom or, or phone or something. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely something I'll look into 100%. Do I get to tell people about um, what you did for me earlier, Dakota? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, so I'm a graduate of Brighter You, and um, in Brighter You, Lindsay teaches us how to give personal blessings to um, anyone that allows us to give them blessings. And um, I asked Lindsay if she would like a blessing today, and she had said, of course, and that she had bumped her head earlier today. And so if I wanted to, I could focus the blessing on the area of her head where she had bumped it. So I um, went into a space of meditation and gave her this blessing. And I was super proud to find out that the pain had subsided in Lindsay's head. And um, dramatically, 
Yeah, dramatically. And um, I still kind of am in disbelief of it, but I, I do believe Lindsay. I just don't believe myself. So, um, but I yeah. Totally understand. I still, every time I do a reading or a healing for people, I'm like, is this total bullshit or what? And then I talk to them and share with them what I saw or felt or whatever. And they're like, oh my God, that's exactly, that's exactly the thing or, or whatnot. Which is that's what me you like do. 59 minutes into a 60 minute sound healing. And it's about time to like ask them. So how did it go? And I've just been know. playing forks for an hour. And- <laughs> <laughs> what a cool day though. I mean, I'm, I'm super happy to be here. I met with Chance earlier today and I gave Lindsay a blessing and now I'm here like, dang, just rocking it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was like a corner shelf, and I just like leaned as fast as you can lean down into it. And there's like, I don't think you can see it, but oh, you can see like a red mark, huh? That's yeah. the start of it, and it goes to back here. Were you tending the chickens? I was, and I came in. Uh, I had a feeling that's what you were doing. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. You got any uh, questions or observations to throw to either of us? Um, questions or observations? Hmm. Uh, how did you guys meet? Oh, did we meet? Oh, Matt Landman. Yeah, our mutual friend Matt Landman introduced okay. us. And put us in touch, and then I was like, "Well, I did need somebody to have a chat with about this super crazy, creepy transhumanist tarot from the video game Cyberpunk 2077." Mm. You want to do that? And then I we like, did. Oh, and I love video games, and I do tarot, so yeah. <laughs> I did listen to that episode too. That was a good episode. I've noticed a lot of tarot in, or not tarot, but just weird symbolism in Call of Duties as well. I play a lot of Call of Duty, and uh, you can unlock these emblems and whatnot. And there's often like um, skulls of rams, like with big horns, all over the game. And so I see that as like Satanistic um, imaging and stuff. And I really don't trust the Call of Duty. in terms of like being benevolent of (laughs) definitely not the most benevolent uh game but you gotta have balance in life right i do a lot of other things so um a little call of duty here and there (laughs) it's like hidden in in most game well i shouldn't say most games in most of the games i play at least there's all of this occult shit especially assassin's creed which is why i love assassin's creed but Mm. even i've been playing zelda breath of the wild it's old but i just started playing it that not that long ago and um this is not that weird <laughs> but it is cool they have all these old whale skeletons in the deserts just like we do here you know it's like a little nod to like yeah shit's actually weird why the fuck are there whales in the desert um i liked that i thought that was cool i was like i wonder how much hidden like hidden history and sort of occulted knowledge and stuff gets slipped into even like kids games you know by people who are just bored as fuck they're like making this game and they're just like drolling away on it and they're like dude they're thinking about like ancient aliens and stuff and then they just like slip some stuff in i have to point out the hilarious joke that gabe just put out there you were caring for chickens but neglecting a duck it's true because i didn't duck Oh, that's a good one. Hey, Lindsay, we have a cool thing in the Vibrant chat. Jenny Beep grabbed a screenshot of your talk with Jean-Claude and some of your beautiful organ pieces. Have you got any like handy to showcase for people right now that maybe they would want to grab one? Talk about the intention that goes into it, your crafting process. Any of that would be cool. This is so exciting. I have like 20 right now because I'm doing that convention, like a convention. Yeah, whatever it's called that I'm doing. Uh, so I'll have like a booth there to sell things. So I have all of these Orgo lotuses. 
that I've been making. So there's one, for example. So you put your little candle in here and you can burn it and it's orgone and it's lovely. Um, so this specific one has, for example, um, I just got the coolest, a bunch of cool new crystals too. This one has Xanadu leaves, chrysanthemum and mukaite stones and silver uh, in it. I always sell um, the Lotus votives on my site. Uh, I don't actually have any up on the site right now because all the ones I've been making, I'm taking to the um, this event. But you can also always order a custom Oregon Lotus votive and get whatever kind you want. My favorite is the Rainbow Warrior, which is all rainbow colors. So beautiful. And so this has red rose, white rose, pink rose, yellow aster. Um, I think this one has eucalyptus and bear grass in it. Uh, sometimes there's bay leaves or other grains in them. Uh, this one also, I also have been starting to do the rainbow of crystals in the rainbow warrior. I think the rainbow warrior is going to have to go up in price because I put like way too much in it. But this one has turquoise, carnelian, red jasper, uh, green aventurite, amethyst, and sometimes other ones in it as well. Um, so I'll show one more. Mm. This one has uh, tourmaline in it, as well as some more yellow and purple. No, sorry, purple aster. No, shoot, which flower is this? Wax flower, purple wax flowers. Uh, and Xanadu leaves again, and the tourmaline and um, gold. They all have a different metal, silver, copper, or gold. So Very those are lovely. my favorite orgone that I've been making for a while now. I still have the um, pendants as well, so you can wear them, which I love because then you can take with you wherever you go. And they're always at least four layers, if not more. Uh, they're just layered with organic and inorganic materials because there's always crystal, there's always plant matter, and there's always a metal. And then sometimes I use different papers, either organic handmade papers or pieces of text that I like, old books that I'm ripping up um irreverently uh but i also put blessing so the same type of blessing that dakota was just talking about where he heals my head for me um i put that energy into these two and my intention when i do it is that when you receive it you activate it activates with you in your intention for what the blessing is in whatever way is appropriate um so you know if you're gonna like wish death on someone that's not gonna happen but uh <laughs> obviously no one's gonna do that it's a good just, fail safe yeah, there's a failsafe in there that I just say as appropriate. And so, um, so, but it is extra powerful because of that. So um, when people get them, they like to set their own intention with that blessing and then use them, especially the organ lotuses with burning a candle every time you meditate maybe and just bringing a little extra energy into the space. So they're super beautiful and I love them. Joey! Hey! Joey! Hey! Like you put a face to the, the screen name. I see you in the chats all the time, man. What's up? Just figured I'd pop in and say hi. I love it. I love getting some new faces up on the screen tonight. This is great. This is what I want. I love it because we just spent seven weeks together. Six weeks mm -hmm. together. And this is the seventh, I guess. This Wednesday night. <laughs> we would have been meeting for Brighter You if it was still going. Got to make it yeah. nice round seven. Seen Dakota in there, so I'm like, oh, I got to jump in. Got to get in there. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's so cool. <laughs> I've got one one last question for uh, Chance. Um, what 
is the chances you think we could get um, Johnny and Lindsay to go to a festival with us? Pretty good, I, I think. Yeah. That's really is a Lindsay question. Yeah, I know, I know, but I think you have have the power to convince her. <laughs> well, what we want to do is like get me and Lindsay set up to do workshops at some kind of badass transformational uh, festival. Real tarot readings, because there's a lot of tarot readings that happen at festivals, and uh, it'd be cool. To oh see yeah, you can. Wait, we'll be up there wherever we go. We can be set up with a booth. I can sell art. Lindsay can sell creations. Johnny can whatever he does, and. meetings for people i've even one thing that really set me into like wanting to get to i guess work with clients on sound healing is the fact that i tried it once with somebody at a music festival we were at a vendor booth where i was vending art near a main stage there was music going on it was so loud i couldn't even hear the forks but the whole process as i do it still worked I couldn't even hear them. So wow. like it totally just tapped me into the almost magnetic sense of pulling and sweeping the fork through the field and like just the energetic side of it. And I was like, this is wild stuff. So, yeah, I would love to go to a festival with uh, all my peeps. I mean, yeah. that's the dream. Maybe even create our own. How about you, Joey? Are you going to go with us too? Oh, I'd love to. That'd be awesome. I'll share the link uh, to one that I'm going to here this summer. And, uh, mm-hmm. Maybe it would be a good one to meet up at. Where is it? Uh, in Ohio. Chance shared one with me today as well. Um, that might be a good one to meet up at as well. Yeah, I'm Where? doing one in Missouri in May. It's a really great transformational festival. I know the people that run it, and like uh, I've done, I've done oracle cards for her kids, and like it's all very family friendly. When in May? Uh, I'll find out in two seconds. Like, I, have, I already have it open. I have planned my two week vacation for May. Oh, I'm getting oh, myself a two week vacation. It's not that crazy of a drive to come to Missouri. No, that's yeah. actually what we want to do. I mean, if gas isn't like $70 a gallon, we want to drive around the Midwest. <laughs> okay. I think Missouri is the Midwest. Yeah, it's, just, it's in there. Okay. That'd be a great way for you guys to connect with your communities as well. Just be like, hey, I'll be here at this fest. Come find me you know we, we almost did it what was the one chance um i oh, this think one. it was what this one last yeah. time it's reconnection festival is what it's called so you can see they spell connection with k-i-n because they're referring to us all being kin we're all family and it's got you know tons of it's camping festival it's got tons of really amazing spiritual workshops and yoga workshops and great music schmongle ellis dream Wookie Foot, Dirt Wire, lots of stuff I like. And then Recycled Funk, really good. Uh, so there's going to be jam bands and electronic music of a bunch of different flavors. And it's awesome. It's really great. Uh, and people here are not afraid to hug you. They're not judgmental. Like they're not going to be worried about if you got your, your cow pokes or whatever. Everything's good. And it's 19th through the 22nd of May. And it's 40 minutes outside of St. Louis. We should see Snake Jones there. I mean, that's practically in his neighborhood. Hell yeah. The art for that is awesome. That's like the last three days of my planned vacation. Oh, come out. Yeah, do it. Oh, yeah, it's so worth it. Oh, we'll have so much fun. Yes, I want you to come. Oh, I'm getting really excited. I last time, though I didn't go, I still went because whatever was happening in Astral Land, I like came and did a protection around your booth. 
Mm. Oh, thank you. Well, it works because everything was perfect. You want to know something really funky that happened at that festival in a good way was uh, one of my, my friend Jordan, who is the workshop coordinator and we shared a booth as a part of an artist collective, Crow Mother Collective, shout out. Uh, She had two or three years prior at one of these festivals at this ground, she had lost a copper handmade wand that had like this really cool quartz crystal set in it. And she just lost it somewhere. She didn't know where. And uh, at the, this last one, somehow, some way she parked to like get out of her van and like start setting up. And she stepped on some squishy mud and this, top point of this one just like poked her in the foot as soon as she got to the event and it had like yeah right and it had like the the copper on it had oxidized in this really cool way it looked like a gnarled branch with a crystal coming out of it and it was like upgraded so thanks earth yeah that is super cool wow it's super high powered now yeah that's what I'm thinking hey so Joey right yeah I saw that you were posting in the Vibrant call-in line some cool Catherine O'Shea stories. you want to drop those on us? Yeah, I could share a little bit about that because I just signed up for her class there, like Soul Connection to Your Pet. Heck I thought yeah. that was a pretty cool course, and I figured I'd just try it out because it was recommended when I was in Brighter U, Lindsay's Brighter University course. But yeah, Catherine, uh, just had a meeting with her at 7.30 tonight. And then she was telling me about the connection I have to my pet. Like, I'm not living with my pet right now, though. Zoe, she's at my parents' house in St. Anne. So, and I moved to the city recently. But yeah, it's cool because I had incidents with another person in the past. And her name was Zoe. And it weren't very good incidents. But <laughs> I, feel, I feel like Zoe has brought into my life to kind of like put a different image or a different name on that person that was in my past or at least even the term Zoe, which means life. And it's kind of beautiful that like Catherine, I kind of told me that Zoe has been brought into my life to help me bring joy back into my life. And it's neat that Zoe's named life. And I used to play soccer and be in love with like playing soccer and that. So I did post a video online. It's just a Zoe playing soccer. And my dad has been like, snow blowing all the snow in her yard all winter long and zoe's been playing with a soccer ball like non-stop so it's been pretty hilarious because since eight weeks or nine weeks old she's just been going and going <laughs> like she'll take the ball run around in circles and sometimes she'll, like she'll bring the ball so fast into the snow bank and then she bangs her head but then she'll keep going and then she, she's like a meditative dog too because after she gets her energy all like drained and that then she'll go find a room in the house where there's nobody in it sometimes she'll go into a closet sometimes into another bedroom and like she picks like different rooms every time so it's harder to find her but it's like she wants to be a complete silence and can be completely alone so yeah it's funny your dog is meditating that's so cool <laughs> uh, and if you go yeah if you go look at it Lick her or when she's sleeping and she gets all annoyed a little bit but yeah. <laughs> she's like i'm working here okay yeah <laughs> i just saw sb alger pop into the chat Lindsay, i gotta show you this i don't know if you saw it he made this picture of me <laughs> yes check this out <laughs> like the mary poppins fork wizard mortal Kombat costume yes. i don't know that's so awesome I love I'm going to show that a million more times in my life. 
top part of the lightning bolt is almost like a feather coming out of the um, tuning fork too. Oh yeah. Like hey Sean, come on and say hi if you want. If you want. We still got time. Yeah, I'll bounce out of here and make room for others. You should get a hat like that though, Chance. That is definitely a cool hat. You got that. You could ask that all day. I need it to be clear like that somehow. Yeah. <laughs> That'd make a good tapestry too for the fests. Make that yeah, you don't gotta bounce either, you know. We can hold a lot of faces up here. Whatever whatever flows, whatever flows. No okay, pressure. Yeah, oh yeah, no worries. Um, you can definitely get that in clear. I think that can happen. That hat in clear. I'm gonna make Oregon hats. There yeah, okay. There you go. <laughs> amazing. Just a crown of Oregon. My birthday's That's coming basically up. Basically, what crowns are, right? They're technology. If you think about it, they're whatever metal. They have however many points. Like they're antiquitech, and they're covered in jewels, specific jewels for specific reasons. I think they're there to block out external signals, man. It's like the tinfoil hat, but it's fancy. And highlight the ones you do want, right? It's attunement. It makes me wonder, because like with hair and that, you could curl it up inside the hat, and then you got the cone, and then you could put like jewels around it. And -hmm. And your hair is already an extension, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good call. Need some orgone beads for the dreads, that's what I need. That'd be cool. (laughs) I do the rings. I've never, I don't know. I could do beads probably too. Those rings were wedding rings you had commissioned. That's what Jen said. Uh, they were like wedding rings. They were, um, I guess engagement rings would be more appropriate because they got different rings for the actual ceremony. Yeah. That is cool. But it was such an honor. I was like, um, yeah, I can do that. I think I can do that. Let me try it first before you pay me. <laughs> like, um, but also what an honor to be asked to do something so special for people. And it's very touching. And they're powerful, you know, uh, the, even the shape, you know, some of the, some of the molds you can get, I'm like, uh, that shape isn't very conducive to like good energy flow, in my opinion. Um, but especially, obviously, the ring and different things are the lotus, like blows my mind. I love it so much. The shape is beautiful. You know, speaking of commission projects, there's one that I'm working on for you. You want to tell them about oh, your, yeah. your novels? I'm narrating this one as Often and quickly as I can for it's quite a to consume <laughs> with my voice. That's my longest book. And then the key of transformational healing that just came out is the shortest. So that one's like, what, 700 pages or something? People are down to read a 900 page Harry Potter book. They can read this. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of Harry Potter-esque actually, too. Um, it actually does have some of that feel to it. I mean, I'm... I haven't read all of it yet. It's fun because I'm discovering the story as I narrate it. It's not something I've already read. There's a, you know, people ask you what genre it is. And I'm like, it's like fantasy, sci-fi, historical fiction. And they're like, what? I'm like, I know, dude. I know. It's It's called Sign Curve of Aeons. Don't ask me. (laughs) Yeah, Sign Curve of Aeons, Vitalis. And then the sequel to it is Earth, A Trough in Time, which you're also going to narrate. So people have been asking me for years, like, you know, a lot of people who watch our shows and listen to our shows don't want to do anything but listen to things. That's that's why they're listening to our shows. They like to listen to stuff. So they're like, when are you going to do the audiobook? And I did an audiobook. And as I was doing the audiobook, I had more come through. And so I had to actually readjust the entire book. And then I was like, God damn it, I can't record this fucking book again. Like, I can't do it. And so, Chance, uh, you did a recently um, remind me. Of the book that you recorded recently. Oh yeah, July's End with Black Swans, part of the Spirit World book series by Dylan Sicosio. 
way more challenging to narrate. <laughs> yeah, it's like, a, it's, like, it's like narrating a dictionary. Um, yeah, it really is. I'm just like reading the names of crazy mythological gods and goddesses from cultures I had no idea about and words in French and Italian and Latin and Greek. Actually, though, one thing that came out of that that I would love to put forward to people as a practice, and this is Dylan's idea. Hey, what's up, Sean? This was Dylan's yeah, idea. That people are working. Think, Can you guys hear me or not? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But my um, headphones just weren't working, so I just cranked my volume up here. Maybe I can hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's up, <laughs> handsome? We got So we got this idea from Dylan of, like, give yourself five minutes a day to go over the Greek alphabet or alphabets in other languages. And just over time, familiarize yourself with it and memorize it phonetically. It makes a huge difference in your ability to decode things if you can see words in other languages and actually know how to sound it out. Because then you're like, oh, that sounds just like the word in language I'm familiar with. So just a piece of advice. That's when I lived in Turkey. I uh, did that with the alphabet. And Turkish language is actually the best and easiest to learn in the world. Because all of their letters have exactly one sound and one sound only. So once you know the sound, you can read anything perfectly. Uh, very much like English. Um, but yeah, so you had just narrated that book. I was like, oh, you have the best voice. You have the best recording equipment. And you have your tuning forks on command. And I love that because I wanted to have you record it and then add some tuning fork into the audio. So when people listen to this book, they're going to also be receiving uh, energy and information in other ways, which makes me so, so happy because it's exactly something that would have happened at the time that this book took place. Absolutely. Hey, so what's up, what's up, John? Oh, just uh, out here, uh, I've, I've been trying to get a routine to be ahead of the flow state and actually kind of be somewhat ready by the time we start. And it kind of worked. Yeah, here you we are, 15 minutes early or so. So you guys uh, are seeing my pre-funk, as we used to call it. Pre-funk used to mean to drink a lot. Now it means to move art supplies oh around God. so that you have a place to sit. <laughs> I was like, do people not know what pre-funk means? I didn't. I what? did not either. Well, hey, I mean, I, I was an honorary cougar at WSU. I never attended any classes at WSU, but I used to travel there redundantly with my friends to drink and do drugs and take acid. And pre-funk was a big part of the you know, the drinking in that college scene was so bad that it was actually a policy to get drunk until you throw up before you leave to go to the first party. Oh, wow. <laughs> used to call it zook, zook and rally. That was what they called it. You got a zook and rally. You weren't you weren't really tough or cool if you didn't drink, if you didn't abuse the booze hard enough to throw up before you left. Usually in a car, you know, to go drive to a party. So it's funny because my students would ask me like, "Miss Brown, did you did you party in college?" And I got to honestly answer them like, "No, not really." Um, because I had done all my partying by the time I got to college, I was pretty much done. <laughs> like, I'm just gonna study now. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! So I didn't, I didn't have the college party scene. I did, however, uh, halfway through college, have like a period of time where I went to less classes, and um, I was trying to quit smoking. So I told myself, "Well, I'll just only smoke if I'm drinking," which you know, I only do a couple times a week anyway. So I'm allowed to have a cigarette if I'm drinking, which. 
then turned into I need to drink all day every day so that I that's right. <laughs> so I became like an alcoholic accidentally. I guess. Yeah, no, the, the brain is creative. If you set some arbitrary rule, it will definitely work with it, just like a lawyer or a politician. I go, yes. so we want to smoke, so we're going to drink all the time then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is how I met this random guy who was like, um, you know, oh, it was so stupid. He was like, oh, you're a girl who takes shots? And I was like, yeah, I'll take shots. And he was like, I was like you want to buy me a shot? Like, give me a cigarette, buy me a shot. This is my whole gig. I just go to bars and I get guys to buy me shots. And give me um, like, he was like, yeah, but you won't take like real shots. And I'm like, what's a real shot? Buy me a shot. I'll drink your shot. And he's like, bought me, I don't know. It was whatever might be considered a real shot. Maybe it was tequila or something. And I shot it and he was like, whoa. And he's like, yeah, but you won't take like any shot. And I was like, I'll take any shot that's actually a shot. I'm not going to take like piss or something, right? But like if it's a shot that people take, I'll take this. And he didn't believe me. And he was like, I was like, well, do you want to make a bet or something? And he's like, I bet you $100. You won't take the shot that I'm about to order. And I'm like, it has to be an actual shot that like bartenders make. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, agreed. And he got me the shot that was 151 with a float of Tabasco. Yeah. And um, but the bartender was his friend. So the bartender made the float way more than a float. Uh, and so I shot it though. And I sat there and I was like, what? And he was like, holy shit. And in that, I was like, dying. I was like, oh my God, I'm totally going to barf, but I can like hang, right? I can like, handle this. And I was yeah. like, what? I was like, give me another cigarette. And I'm like smoking it. And I'm like, eventually like get done with a cigarette. I'm like, I mean, I have to go pee. So I'm going to go pee, but I'll be back to get my money or whatever. And I went and barfed like four times in the bathroom. So then I went back out and he was still there, which actually surprised me. I was like, he's totally going to take off. So he doesn't have to pay me, but then he didn't fucking pay me. What a piece of shit. Of course. Yeah. Like... <laughs> but I did get free shots of cigarettes. So I guess that's cool. <laughs> no, I can totally imagine you being uh the the girl that uh can can kick it and hang with the guys that think they're crazy and tough and cool you know that i was I mean, like that's literally was my whole just like right now i'm surrounded by men like that's all i've ever been <laughs> surrounded by <men. laughs> doesn't surprise like, me Lindsay. my friends would like go do whatever and hang out and i'd be like cool bye and i'd like go to where all the guys were hanging out and like play video games with them which is why everyone thought i was a lesbian that and that <laughs> i had um hanging from my car uh, you know those deodorizer whatever those are called refresher yeah yeah, yeah air freshener i had a rainbow one hanging from my rear view and i'd like never thought about it i was just like i like rainbows like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and later i found out people were like oh we thought you were a lesbian i was like i dated guys <laughs> like, in front of people <laughs> whatever Speaking I feel of bad for all the people that just like rainbows and uh, <laughs> now they, you know. It has to mean something now. Yeah. Well, the 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 astrologer Levette always points out that they've got the, the rainbow inverted with the lower chakra energies at the bottom. So she always tells people to turn their rainbow flags upside down so that the, so that the lower chakras aren't uh, emphasized at the top. Oh. You know, so I, I always thought that was fascinating. And it's true. I've noticed when I see it, it's like it's always starting red from the top, which is, you know, inverted. Yeah. You know, that's like you know, that's like your crotch where your head should be, you know. So and that's all they ever do. It's inverted. Yeah. It's, it really made me and Dakota were talking about like crazy music festival stories and 
and getting into sort of the energetics of those expanded consciousness states people find them at themselves yeah. at there. And it reminds me of a time that I saw a rainbow that had extra bars. I don't know if anyone else has ever seen this, but a rainbow that extended further into a lower color spectrum than just the the red at the bottom. Yeah, and I've seen it where it kind of gets all blurry and, and like goes farther than the red at the bottom, but I've never seen more colors, but definitely like where it kind of fades off into like the red the whole area is big and wide and then it like kind of blurred out, you know? It was kind of like, like what I saw, but it was like a black and a white and a black and a white under the red. Trippy. I haven't hmm. seen it like that, but there's like the rainbow and then there's like a space where you can tell there's something else and then another rainbow starts but mm-hmm. below it or whatever. And you can see again, there's like a space for something else before the colors you can see are there again. Yeah. Fascinating. Which might be also what you're seeing, but in a different way. Mm. I have a question for Lindsay uh, that I've been holding on to. Which other <laughs> shots have you taken? <laughs> <laughs> other than that, you know, that can be the next question, but there's not that many exciting. What's jobs. a what's a piece of advice you have for people about connecting with guides and guardians? I would say um, to be well grounded, which we never actually got back to, <laughs> um, which you don't actually have to be touching the ground to do, uh, but to be uh, grounded and within yourself, your attention within yourself, uh, to be as as quiet and still in there as possible before you. Um, reach out and by reach out i really mean reach in because you're not you're still going to keep your attention and intention within you um and i would just make sure that you're um very clear in your intention about what type of guides because uh there's plenty of real bad dark ones well happy to guide you just like there are people who are happy to be like yeah i'll buy you a shot (laughs) um without your best intention or your best um without the best intentions for you. So it is good. But if you are in that alignment and you know, as your intention is very clear within you, what, what type of energy you would like to communicate with and connect with, then it'll be a lot harder for anything negative to get in. Mm-hmm. Harder, but not impossible, depending on what you're doing, where you're coming from. So when it comes to hearing them, it's just about like getting real quiet and listening to that still small voice within and asking yourself the question. Um, you could think of it as asking yourself or you could think of it as asking them and it depends on how you perceive them. Um, but it is going to come from within you. Like, it, you know, uh, I'm not going to say that actually, cause it can come from outside of yourself too. And that can also be safe and good as a different type of thing. You could like see a sign on the highway that answers exactly what you were asking or literally or a guide could come like manifest in front of you physically <laughs> like you know that can happen too so i've seen that happen yeah one time we were stuck on the side of the road after a long rafting tr- trip at church camp and uh like we were terrified because we were stuck on a road we didn't know where we were the wind was blowing so bad that we couldn't see anything and there was dirt and rocks flying everywhere and the youth pastor asked my friend to pray and uh so he prayed for guidance and then this old farm truck pulled up out of the middle of the mayhem and he jumped down. And he said, you guys look lost. Follow me. And so we did. And he vanished as soon as the road was clear. Like we didn't like we looked all over, like we even slowed down and looked like, where did he go? 
and he just just he's just gone you know so i've always accounted that to being miraculous like what the hell is that you know absolutely you ask for guidance and guidance arrives and leads you to safety and then literally dematerializes as far as we could tell yeah. <laughs> yeah i just heard another story very similar to that so i think uh and i bet a bunch of people in the chat and have also had similar types of experiences and maybe you guys have too um so that's that's a way to or it can be like a light you know people have like orbs or whatever and they're not immaterial completely they're there right even if they're not like you can't touch them but they're physically present in whatever way you want to describe that so yeah i just and you can always ask too i always say to ask whether you if you're hearing something if you're seeing it in your third eye if you're feeling it just internally if you're just knowing it or if you're seeing it outside of yourself you can ask it you know what are you who are you what are you from what are your intentions what are your intentions with my daughter uh, and then <laughs> uh, and I've had people who disagree with me about this. They're like, no, they don't have to answer you. And if they do answer you, they don't have to tell the truth. And I'm like, that's bullshit. I have encountered maybe hundreds, if not more types of entities. And all of them seem bound by that same principle. They absolutely have to answer you truthfully. They don't have to answer you at all. But they have to answer you truthfully if they do answer you. They're not, they can't lie. I tell the story all the time from my, my buddy Hakan that said he met the giant Cthulhu cephalopod demon monsters outside of the world construct. And they're like, ooh, we're scary. And he's like, so what is this? Tell me everything. And they're like, oh, you're not afraid. Okay, so this is how the realm is structured and it works like this. <laughs> he came back and made some crazy art about it. Yeah, that's a badass piece of art. I love that you study and study that thing, man, because it's so endlessly fascinating. And there's Super more to look at. Yeah. I love that thing too. Yeah, that's a cool story. And that's um, very similar to, to a lot of, a lot of guides are looking in ways that we are taught to find scary. And I wonder if that's intentional too, right? If they're like, oh yeah, horned demons are so bad. And all the horned entities I've ever met are actually pretty rad. <laughs> they're very powerful, <laughs> but they're pretty awesome. I've never met a negative horned entity. Um, yeah. In fact, the negative entities I've met really want to look exactly like what you think good things look like there you go so yeah, it's it's bad. um a lot of people will you'll say they're like they'll say well my house might be haunted and you're like well yeah you probably have a couple spirits or something hanging around this house is old they're like don't say that like i don't want to know that i don't want to think about that and it's like well it's not something to be so scared of they're just like us you know i mean they're just hanging out so that, that stigma in the world where everyone's just so scared of it. Um, and I think that's another thing about the guides, getting the guides to um, answer you is most people just don't know to ask and nor do they even believe that you can ask. They just don't even know that they're there. And they tell them like, Hey, just ask. They're like, what do you mean? Ask, you know, like well, ask who? If you got ask it, you shall receive. Exactly. They're always there. I think yeah. sometimes, go ahead, Joey. Okay, and yeah, you're not always going to get evidence that they're even there. Like sometimes you see it with apparition, like the story it was just explained. But other times, maybe an apparition does come up and maybe yeah. it does make changes, but nobody's there to see it. And that can happen a lot of times, too. And it's just like the physical reality, people get so attached to it. But no, the physical reality is just as fluid as anything inside of us. And as we change what's inside of us, that changes, too. Mm -hmm. And asking for those guides and asking for that help could be the thing that initiates and catalyzes those changes to start to occur. 
These are the geniuses I got to work with for six weeks. Haley just killed it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm going to have to go Sam Tripoli and say, you just dropped the hammer of the gods on these unsuspecting <laughs> 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 well, It makes me think of Lindsay's story of talking. I remember hearing your, uh, your first experience with tarot and how the person who was teaching you invited any old spirit that wanted to come in and that everything went haywire for a while. And like the Christians came and helped you, but then you were able to re-navigate the path, which most people don't do. Most yeah. people are like, cool, I got to safe base. Jesus, thank you for saving me. I'm never going back, you know, and they, and they try to stick with that, which really is kind of, uh, it's really not even a very Christian yeah. thing to do, you know. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's a, it's okay to go back and and experiment and try again. You know, uh, especially if you're being genuine. You know, like obviously if you're uh, being selfish and you keep venturing into this realm with a self centered mode, then you're going to find it all snap back on you because it's not it's not about just you, you, you. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, and it's very um very dangerous to just invite any random thing. That's why I was very careful to say when when you're reaching towards guides and asking for their communication that you're very clear on what you are going to get back. And so um, the best way you can do that is to first command anything that isn't, you know, however you want to describe it of your own highest good of your own highest path of the highest service of all of, you know, humanity or source or heaven or whatever uh, to get out of the space and then invite in the opposite, all that's good, true, and beautiful your allies and guides of love and light that uphold you that serve, um, you know, that highest source or however you want to say it, it doesn't even matter, but just so you're really clear about what it is you want to align with. Um, Cause yeah, that, that thing and a couple of the others I've dealt with my, in my life are, are fucking terrifying. Like <laughs> it's oh, exactly the, the story stuck with me when you told it. Cause I've, uh, I've heard a lot of people tell similar stories, but what I love about yours is that you persevered. And um, it's not like you just persevered one time. You persevered and made it into a big part of who you are, you know, mm-hmm. and helping yeah. just about anyone that wants to come along and uh, and ask for help. You're willing to help them one way or the other. And, you know, most people don't have that confidence. Thank you. So. I appreciate that. I really like this is also people will see it. We had that meme earlier that was like. I'm love and light, but don't fuck with me or something. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like, like this has taught me like I have great joy and great depth and I love people. And also as soon as you start fuck with me, fucking with me, I'm like, like people are like, damn, you're an asshole. And I'm like, yeah, because I learned <laughs> real well about boundaries. And uh, that. <laughs> that's a great meme. Oh my gosh, that's so good. I wonder where that kid's at right now. I want to talk to him. <laughs> we got a rainbow going on too. Yeah, yeah. there is a rainbow there. Shoot, the sink. And it's not just it's not just the demonic or the dark entities or whatever the incorporeal beings, but it's also the corporeal ones that you have to watch out for because these people also are in that vibration, they're in that alignment, and they're choosing to channel that energy, and they're also dangerous, right? And these yeah. are the people you've met and who these, are like. These- other things are riding on top of them without uh, oftentimes unbeknownst to them. That's the other thing. You know, a lot of the time people are screwed up and weird and toxic and negative because they've got a bunch of attachments that they either don't know about or they don't know what to do about. So they just keep drinking or drugging or whatever, creating drama. Yeah. He's kind of really talked about today when we were getting into like how entities come to big festive events to feast freely on (laughs) <laughs> to feast and generate the type of energies that they want to eat. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Everyone is eating themselves. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, because think about how um, how much energy they get to eat then, and then it's like there's got to be like how many just little guys, little gnats, little little assholes, but then the big big guys are there too because <laughs> they can get a lot of food from that source. Yeah, it makes me think of Spirited Away in the bathhouse. The hungry ghost or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the, there's there's all kinds of ghosts all frequenting the bathhouse for different reasons but then no face comes and he's like this horrible powerful demon that's trying to bribe the young girl with gold to to kind of like be his willing participant or slave or whatever you know and it just like hollywood <laughs> for, i think i think that's what that movie is personally i think it's an allegory for that type of uh, scene you know but i also see the same allegory for festivals like I remember going to like a two or three day fish concert way back when it was probably like 98 or something. And, uh, I've got it bootlegged on tape somewhere, but yeah, the, the show was great and everything was a cool vibe and time. But by the second night of kicking it at the campground, there was a lot of weird juju flying around, you know? And I remember I went back over to buy some more nitrous balloons and the whole vibe was just so like the dude selling was so wackadoo that like I eventually like took the two balloons out of his hand and forced my money into his hand and be like, we're, we're good, bro. You're not in your body anymore. You're still standing at your nitrous tank and you're no longer with your body. So it's making it kind of weird. I think that's why the rainbow, um, rainbow gatherings don't allow drugs or alcohol. For real. Yeah, you can. They do. What I, how I heard it described was that there's like a camp, which is on the outer perimeter. So yeah, how it's cool because it's the way I heard it described was that as you get closer and closer to the center of the gathering, you're like going through layers of people that have activated and have strengthened chakras all the way up to max level when you get to the center where everybody's just like really in their God mode. I was supposed to hitchhike from Seattle to uh, somewhere in Mexico when I was 18 in the year 2000 uh, to go to a rainbow gathering with the, the love of my life at the time. Um, and right before that happened, I was uh, beaten and abused by the police and charged with false crimes, such as possession of a deadly weapon with intent to use against a law enforcement agent, even though I didn't even own a gun and hadn't ever held one at that point in my life. Um, and other things that were horribly wrong. And then like two days after that, I got T-boned and my car was totaled. And so I had to like stay and deal with all this like legal shit and courts and like <laughs> whatever. And he like hitchhiked off in the distance. I don't think I've literally ever talked to him since then, actually. Um, and that was why I didn't go to my own one and only rainbow gathering. I just was like not supposed to go to that rainbow gathering. <laughs> Maybe someday I'll get to a rainbow gathering. <laughs> I hate to do it, but we got to sort of wrap this thing up so that there's room for flow state over on Weaving Spiders Welcome. If anyone doesn't know what I'm talking about, go to the Weaving Spiders Welcome YouTube channel and watch for them to go live. Not long after this, we all get together and we read books to each other and do art and put art on, on screen. And we encourage everyone to come and activate the flow state by taking in the information with the right brain and working out the left brain with some mechanistic process of drawing or painting or sculpting or whatever it is that you do and you have so much fun i made this last week is this a sculpture 
I can't see the whole I've been, thing. Yeah, I've been playing with Fimo clay, so it's just like like sometimes I run the Fimo through my little roller thing, oh, and it looks so pretty and cool that I can't stand to do anything with it. So I just kind of make it look like a piece of fabric and just fire it that way, you know. It reminds right. me of all the other art you do. You have like a very specific aesthetic. Thank you. Yeah, I, I decided at some point that this was going to be it, and I was going to like keep my vibe rolling, and it's working. You saying that gives me terrific encouragement. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> well, thanks for having us, Chance. It's been a blessing, an absolute blessing, and uh, it was nice meeting you as well, Sean. Right, Sean? Yeah, yeah. Nice to meet you guys. And good hanging I'll out. Go back and check this out and hear the rest of the combo. Yeah, of course. And uh, I'm going to skedaddle on out of here. It was good talking with you guys. Much love to you. Much love yeah. to you, Dakota. Yeah. Nice to meet yeah. you too, Joey. Yeah, I you mean, too. Formally, Thanks for having me on. you in the chats a lot. And I appreciate Thanks, all the support. Yeah. Peace out. All right. So uh, everyone, make sure you know about rogueways.org to check out Lindsay's prolific work, all the different ways that you can see what she's up to. And get ready for the audio book. Yeah, and yeah. get ready for the audiobook in however many months from now. <laughs> uh, I'm doing my best, though. I'm definitely into it. It's a fun project. Awesome. It was so much fun to hang out with you guys tonight. Thanks for having me. Glad to yeah. be right. Good to see you. Love yeah, you, Lindsay. Love you, SB. Love you, everybody in the chat. Thanks so much. We'll see yeah. you later. See y'all on the flip side. Mm-hmm.